Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. What's up, everybody? We made it. Welcome into Sports Take. We are Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Friday, 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 Woo! baby. Got there, man. We got there. We got a little time to go. <laughs> I, um, I have to apologize uh, to both of you gentlemen right off the top. Um, what happened? This is I've early. been up. I've been up since. What do you mean this is early? Like I don't apologize. Is it's that what an early apology? I'm, I'm, I didn't know what, what. What could you have done already? Right. Well, I, well, I've been up. First of all, I've been up since seven thirty. I don't get up at seven thirty unless I have to catch a flight or go fishing. First of all, <laughs> these two guys are here. They're installing this uh, fourteen by twelve pergola on the patio deck that my wife bought. So, if you hear any buzzing, banging, sawing, you know why. And secondly, I've not eaten anything. Therefore, I will be eating, finishing this donut on the show while we collaborate so i apologize for eating while we talk and if i fall asleep at any given point of this show as nino <laughs> brown said it ain't never personal it's always business nothing nothing better the only thing better than listening to someone who is eating while they try and talk is watching the meat so this will this should be very enjoyable uh, right Derek. right looking forward to it. i'm tired boys i'm tired the force is with you man the force I'm, is I'm, with, I'm you. Force is with you i'm ornery. ornery i'm tired i like it done. I like you it. Right, so, force today. So yes, no doubt. Hi after, everybody. After Hi yesterday. Gigi. Hi Jeremiah. <laughs> Hi Daz. Hi John. Hi David. Hi Fitness Rebel. Hi Monica. Hi Kyle. Hi Daz. What's up, people? Hi Jeremy. Hi Mama Brooks. Uh, we see everybody. Anybody I didn't mention? I see you. I, I see you. Hope you're doing well out there, folks. Uh, we we uh, we got a lot today for you. So 1:30, Amy Fadul is going to join us. Amy's versatile, man. We are going to jump around from Phillies to Eagles to Sixers with Amy. So she's going to join us. Two o'clock, Ed Barkowitz. We're going to go through some of the games that we like this weekend, some picks. Ed's got some cool trends, some things that relate to the Eagles in terms of, you know, kind of where they are in the NFC and the NFC East uh, in terms of the odds and all those good things. So we're looking forward to that. Uh, Eagles are practicing today as they're getting ready for the Vikings on Monday night, part of the uh, twin bill of Monday night games that we have. Uh, the Titans and the Bills are the other game, the early game. Eagles are the later game. Um, Phillies are at Atlanta to start a big weekend set against the team they very well could be playing in the playoffs. They lost last night, but they did win the series two games to one. So that's where the Phillies are. 
And uh, we had a little football last night, gents. We had the Chiefs and the Chargers, a game that was on Amazon. We'll get to the you know production and all that good stuff in a little bit, uh, Barrett. But this was a game where kind of felt like the Chargers were, were going to get in there and get out with a win, man. And then all of a sudden, pick six, 99 yards to the house, and that game completely changed. You, fig- you forget how young Herbert is. Yeah. So, I mean, he, this is a young mistake, uh, not being on the same page with his – what is receiver? The receiver, actually, uh, I mean, let me get to I, I got to call him by name. Because, uh, Gerald Everett. I, dude, I, Gerald Everett. Man, dude, this he, is a big he, piece of this play. You talk about play. an alligator. Oh, my goodness. You see him tapping his helmet. He wanted to get out. He didn't right. get out. His mouthpiece fell out. Instead of chasing the play, he's standing at the goal line looking for his mouthpiece. Yep. It was That's bad. utterly ridiculous, man. Yep. But That is a travesty. But we need to get on him. Like, how are you trying to get out number one? He's catching no heat. at the one yard line. Or two catching yard no line. heat. They yeah. were in tempo. They don't want to substitute because they don't want the Chiefs to be able to substitute exactly. their, their personnel. And yeah, I get it. You had a couple catches, you're a little tired. He's first he's tapping out, then he realizes he has to stay in there. And then he gives like a really half-hearted effort. And I'm not I'm not absolving Herbert. It was a bad idea. That play, that no, play actually was it wasn't because if he'd have ran the play way it was supposed to be run, yeah. it'd have been a touchdown in yeah. all actuality. But you know he should have ran it. He should have ran it that way. That play, that play didn't cost the Chargers a touchdown. I mean, cost them the game. That play did not cost them the game. The three uh, phantom interceptions cost them the game. They had two negated by penalties, and then Asante dropped one in the middle of the field. But you know he ricocheted off his knee. Looked like yeah. he caught it at first. Yeah, it was you got to make those plays. Turned you got to make. You got to yep. make those plays. Yeah, you know, that's what cost them. Those were momentum changing plays right there. You drop you uh what's his name? Was it Asante at the goal line? Stepped in front of the receiver at the goal line. Should have had he had it right here. Boink. They were both Asante. One. Yeah, both the plays yeah. you're referencing were, were Asante. Yep. There was yep. a and third one. I forgot. Young guy. Was. Yeah. Young yep. guy. Young guy. Let me, but let me tell you something. That Chargers secondary. Oh my goodness. Derwin <laughs> James, Asante Samuel. Body uh, slamming people, man. Uh, what? Kelsey. What? Not they like big boys, man. What? You know, Kelsey is a is a big, large human being. Exactly. Sir, um, Adderley. Yeah. Oh, um, JC Jackson came back with JC Jackson. Yeah. Hey, look at man. Derwin James put a diamond cutter on, J- uh, on Travis Kelsey. <laughs> Boom! Right to ball shot straight up in the air. I'm like, you little, know, little revenge hurt. for Jason after Travis made fun of him all week for uh, Rodriguez slamming uh, <laughs> Jason down. Man. Um, but yeah, I, I look, I, I despite the loss. I, that Chargers team's good. That Chargers team is good. They're yeah. very good. They're good. Very but, good. but but hey, give props what props is due. KC is that team. I agree. They're, I told you, Brooks, you won't believe me. They're that team, bro. How about the throw that Mahomes makes to jo- to Watson? Oh my! Where God. he steps up in the pocket and just boop drops a little dime there. How about because Watson, Watson was well covered. Uh, yeah. What's his yeah. name? James missed it by like this. It was perfect. Just, oh my goodness! Perfect throw. Great throw. I, I that's, that, that whole that entire game was just it was it was it was ridiculous, man. The back and forth, the bantering. I mean, because like I felt the Chargers had complete control of the entire game, with the exception of the last four minutes. It did feel like that. Yeah, man. The that was entire a great game. game. That was a great game. They did whatever they wanted to do and how they wanted to do it. That's why I'm sticking with Buffalo KC AFC Championship. I'm telling you right now. Lock it down. Lock it down. I hope Barrett don't want to hear it. Barrett don't want to hear it. This is week two, man. It's week two. It's too early for that. Casey is that team, dude. The defense is average, yeah. With the offense. Herbert took a nasty shot to the ribs. Now, he he came out for one play, 
Chase Daniel came in, the man who was who was wears a mask when he when he plays and 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 you know collects his eighty checks. million dollars. Yeah, and I life. don't mean a mask for you know COVID. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, anyway, so, but Herbert comes back in, he clearly wasn't right. I don't, I hope that's, we haven't gotten any word. I haven't seen anything at least on how the severity of it. He couldn't even run for that first down. Remember that? There you go. He threw it out. He threw it away. Dude, he could, he could have walked for the first down. He was in some pain, man. Yeah. Yeah. But he took two shots back to back plays. He took the one shot, went out, came back, took another shot. Yeah. And, and I I don't know, man. They were down two offensive linemen too, uh, uh, by the way, for what it's worth. Yeah, yeah they're, they're starting right in, uh, right yep. to tackle, they're and center starting too. center. Yeah, but yeah. but we um, talk we talk about how mediocre Kansas City's defense is. Mike Williams punked him in the first half. He yep. was nowhere to be found in the second half. They took him out of the game in the second half. I thought they played decent. Uh, Kansas yeah, they City's did. defense. Yeah. Better that's than I thought. That's my guy Spagnola. Yeah. Spag. How about, Spag how about Greg good. Lewis is a coach for the Chiefs? He's the receivers receiver. coach. He's been Greg a Lewis? coach the entire I know. time. I know. He's been there since the Eagles canned him. Yeah, that's unbelievable. So they cut him, right? I mean, no, 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 no. He went to Minnesota. Him, um, no, he went to Minnesota. No, I thought he left and went with Big Red as soon as, as soon as they uh, fired him. Did he go to? I thought he. I I did too, Barrett. Maybe maybe there was a stop in Minnesota. Oh, I, oh I I'm sorry. He, you mean as a, as a coach? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Coach, you yeah, as a coach. Yeah, as a coach. Yeah. As a coach, he um he got on with he got on with Big Red, man, and Big Red starting careers around his Joker. Yeah, so he was. I'm um, looking. I'm trying to look it up now. Uh, yeah, the Eagles in '16. He only lasted one year. Yep. He only lasted one year in New Orleans as an offensive assistant. He's, he was he's only in Pittsburgh for one year. Man, yeah. Big Red helped him out. Uh, he's what? He's now the running backs coach. He was the receivers coach from '17 oh, to geez. '20. Oh, now he's the running backs coach. That means they're just trying to oh, find a home for him because at this point, Big Red feels like he owes him. Yeah, he owes him for so what? Owes him for what? It's called being, you know, know. have have allegiance to something. Caught a touchdown in the Super Bowl. I was standing right there. Ever tell you guys that story? (laughs) No, I didn't. Wait, you were at the Super Bowl? I was. In 05? Thanks, Derek. Appreciate that. Yeah, I was down there the whole week with you. But (laughs) but You were? Yes. Wait. What, you were? Yeah, no, you're not. He's not talking about Minnesota. He's talking about Jacksonville. Jacksonville. I know. I know he's talking. I was about. there. The, yeah, I was there for eight days. I was there from Saturday to, to with I, you. I nine days. I swear with I you. No, because I was working mostly with Sean Kane and uh, Neil Slocken. I was producing Daily News Live from down there. See, the whole, that's why the I hardly saw him. See, we saw each other, but that's all right. I mean, not, not a big deal. <laughs> I was there, and I see neither one of you because I wasn't working. I wasn't doing anything. No, it was it was a miserable week. It was it freezing, was rainy. Yeah, man. That, ugh, you remember that? And, but but on game day, it jumped up to seventy five degrees. It was the perfect game yeah. day. But you're right. The whole week, dude. I had I had on long trench coat. Same. Neil Neil Hartman had the FedEx his winter coat from. He took no coats. He had to have his wife FedEx him a coat so we can get through the week because we were doing shows every yeah. day. Our shows down there. I was and pissed. We, I left. I, I ended up leaving Super Bowl day. I got on a flight and left and came back to um. Back to Philly because I, I didn't want to watch it down there. I just left. I don't Why? blame you. It was, it was, they were not equipped to have a Super Bowl. You couldn't go a mile in traffic without it being two hours. I'm not even kidding you. That's right. Not, I'm not exaggerating one bit. It took it took about two hours to get a they mile. They weren't ready. The city wasn't ready for it, number no, one. No. No. And the stadium's no. old and yep. dilapidated. Yeah. And trying not, to go across that bridge route from the hotel to the mainland, total that nightmare. stunk. Total nightmare. Total, I, oh. I just didn't want I, – I left because it was supposed to be an all-Pennsylvania Super Bowl. Remember, yeah. we, remember all that Spygate started in our game. Yeah, yeah, that's you know right. What I mean? But uh, so we, I, I go, I, so I'm down there the whole week working, and then I, um, my dad and uh, uh, he, my dad went down with my cousins and Jim Murray and all, and everybody else, and they go down 
and they end up getting tickets. They didn't have tickets. They went down without having tickets. They end up getting them. I went and sat with my dad for the first half of the game uh, in his seat next to him in his seats, but I was working. So I had a press pass, but my pass, like it, it was weird. You had like, there were, if you, I don't know if you remember this, Derek, the press passes had were like three tiers. There was one for the press yes. box, yep. one for somewhere else and one for the field. I technically didn't yep. have one for the field, but I kind of fudged my way onto the field. So I ended up, <laughs> I'm not making this up. I'm in the back of the end zone uh, with some like cameraman, camera people, photographers. And Greg, right where Greg Lewis caught it, I was 10 feet away from him. Like wow. that close to him where he caught it. It was pretty cool. It was pretty crazy. You know, you know the worst thing about it though? Uh, in every Super Bowl I've covered, you would think the uh, local media for the most part would get a seat preference in a press box. No, they give them to all the national media. So yeah. all of us have to section in the stands we have to sit out in. And they put your gift. And this, the last one I covered was the, which one was it? the last one I covered was the Carson giant, Bowl. the no, the one up at the giants, which was another story in itself. That was the coldest I've ever been next to Minnesota. Jerry Hines <laughs> and I went up there for the whole week. We didn't even stay for the game. We went up there for the whole week to cover all the prelim stuff. And we were doing our live shots out on the platform. You, you guys know how big that giant stadium parking lot is. Yeah. So we were doing it up on a scaffold. You know, it's like t- 20 media people doing them up on scaffold. The wind's howling every night. And dude, we're standing there freezing. I can't even feel my fingers doing live shots. And then one night we were in um, uh, Jersey. We went over in Jersey City and did it from outside this hotel. Every chance we got, thank God, we were doing it right on the street. We There was a building right there. You go in the building, you could buy coffee and stuff. It wasn't a Starbucks, but you can go in and get coffee and stand. We, there were a bunch of us huddled in the hotel lobby until we had to run out and do our live shots. But anyway, they, they make you sit in these seats and they put your gift package on the seat for you, right? Mm-hmm. Now, here's what I've learned through the years because there's a lot of unsavory elements in the media. <clears throat> if you don't get there by a certain time before kickoff, your gift is gone. Oh, People take no. your gift. Oh, yeah. They take your gifts or they take what they want out of your gift pack and leave the scrap the scraps there. That's true. In, in your pack. It's all the time. They do this all the time. People do this all the time. I didn't get a gift pack when we, we didn't get gifts when we went to the Super Bowl and we're covering our team. <laughs> you, uh, you guys didn't get any for, for, whoa, for whoa, Super whoa. Bowl 52? No, no, no. You didn't get one because you were in a booth upstairs with Barkan. You you were in the in the uh, trailer with mm-hmm. Barkan and them. Oh, yeah. You, you got to be, be in the, the stadium. Yeah. yeah. You got to be mm-hmm. in the stadium designated area in the in the, in the, the like stadium. what kind of gifts do they give you they give you stuff like super bowl um a uh, little medallion like they're supposed to be collector's item they may give you something that pertains to the city like a jacksonville yeah. or minneapolis like a state emblem or something like that a padded seat they gave a padded out to cushion the, seat. yeah cushion uh, seat. The, the ones that cost like 3.99 back then you know? like sirius xm was just starting up and they gave yeah. these like uh, oh, they stunk, dude. Yeah. Those things stunk. Like it's headphones like so you can listen to the game. And on top of that, Rob, you couldn't even find a signal on X and radio to listen to the game. I know. I was doing everything I could <laughs> to try to listen to, to Merrill and Mike, and it was it was a challenge, man, to say the least. Well, um, we were – we I know the Super Bowl we covered when we were up there. We were out in the – like you said, we were out in the um in those trailers. First of all, outside was so cold. It was so cold that, um, that Ray – couldn't walk down to the to the where we eat at, so I had to walk oh, down yeah. for him because one is one side of the stadium, then you yeah. had to walk all the other side of the stadium to get something to eat. Uh-huh. It was so cold that Ray couldn't make it. Ray's like, I can't make it, guys. I mean, I'm 
I, I said, dude, don't worry about it. I walked down. I walked down there, got him something to eat, man. Brought him something back. It was that was nice. nice. They had this, they had this, yeah, they had this big makeshift, makeshift like triple wide trailer mm-hmm. set up for all the media people. It was, you know, it was enough for everybody to sit in. The problem was the way it was constructed. And Rob, we, we, we always talk about how cold it was. Now imagine this: a couple of days it rained. Yeah. And it was leaking. And so remember that bear started leaking in certain spots? Yes. So there were certain spots you couldn't even sit. Mm-hmm. And then you'd have to walk back to your uh, the trailer where we were doing the shows from. Mr. Brooks, he was one of the chosen ones. He got to do his show from the nice heated trailer. Well, I'm standing 10 feet outside their glass door. I'm freezing my butt off to the point. I took our, our boss, Michelle Murray, at this time, had this big beaver skin hat on. I took her hat wore for a live shot. Remember that? Right. right, I That's remember awesome. that. I, I also remember um, um, that Sean didn't have a coat. Yeah, Sean Kane, our producer, he never wears a coat anywhere. You know what he had on, Rob? He had one of those uh, those nylon, uh, what do you call those jackets? Like a fleece? Yeah, with fleece no fam. sleeves. No sleeves on it. A vest? Yeah. yeah. A vest on in Minnesota in hey, February? No Whoa. No hat on, nothing. He's standing outside taking notes. Like, meanwhile, I got on a parker. I some got people are very tolerant of cold. Like, some people know, don't man. even feel it. I, like, I'm bro, I know I'm, not, that's not you, Rod. No, it's not me. I'm, the, me, bro. I'm the opposite sure of that guy. Yeah. Hey, Rob, yeah. it was so bad. My photographers were Jerry Hines and Brian Spielman. They had the altar cameras for the live shots outside because the cameras were freeze. They yeah. would freeze up. Yeah. So they take bad. one inside where Barrett and Michael Barkan and Ray were. They let the camera thaw out. Oh, then they switch I, them did, out. I did live shots too. I was doing you a did a couple. You did a couple. You, you, you only did inside. a couple. Wrong. I did them daily, twice a day. Thank you. Yes. I did it. Tw- I had, oh, thank you. I had to do it three times a day. You was doing it inside a uh, Bunsen. No, no, no. no. We, only, we, we only did that segment with New England's guys. That one segment we did inside. Where'd you do I had to go out and do the hit. show? Where'd huh? you do the green post game show from? The pre and post. Oh, oh the, we did the uh, pre game show and the post. Where'd you do them from? We did the post game show from inside. Okay, so in okay, where'd you do the pre game show? Outside. In the, um, I did. I did six, six live shots in two hours. That was that was that was brave. <laughs> I'm not. Even, I'm not even I can try like, to top that. One. Yeah, I'm not even gonna try to do that. No, I thought you just. Crazy. Yeah, yeah. No. Get up. I like that it. was brave. Oh, I like man. it. Um, well, I, just, hey, curious. Uh, you got uh, and I. Anybody want to chime in in the uh, in the chat room? Please do. If you if you did or didn't watch the game last night because it was on uh, Prime, what what did you guys think production wise? Al Michaels. Kirk Herbstreet, uh, Kaylee like Hartung that. was a sideline reporter. Perfect compliment yeah. to each other. I thought they were perfect. Yeah, yeah. I thought um, it was it was next level as far as yeah. you know, analysis and everything. Um, yep. I, I like Herbstreet. I don't know. I didn't think that Hershey would be able to make that transition to the NFL, but he did pretty good. You know, it was yeah, it, was, it was it was very informative. You know, I, I like what he was saying. So you know, it sounded like I was watching um, Alabama Ohio State game. You know, but it was. I mean, that I'm just yeah. used to hearing his voice doing sure. that. Sure. Um, I thought the graphics were great. I, um, I no, I didn't. I didn't. I love the graphics, man. I love the graphics they did. All the different, you know, swooshes in and out with the different logos and all that stuff. I thought they did a good job on the graphics. You didn't like them, Brooks? I thought it was too old school. It was like I was really? watching. Yeah, I, th- I thought I was watching a game in in 1998, 1995. Really? Monday Night Football. Yeah. What I did like was their pre and post game shows. Too many people on the set. And some people didn't even talk. They just sat there. And not, right. and I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't watch the – I, I was – I didn't get a chance to see early. I was I was at uh, Screwballs and King of Prussia last night with our, with our Jacob crew. 
uh, and I didn't see the post game because I was done at that point. What, 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 who now it was, who was on it? Who was involved? What Sherman, was Sherman, uh, Richard Sherman, Richard Sherman, Tony Gonzalez, uh, okay, Carissa uh, Thompson, okay, Fitz, Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick. These are all everybody's on the set. All of those yes. people. Yes. Did you That's see the shirt Fitzpatrick had on? Yes. Now, Rob, Andy Reid was known for his Hawaiian shirts, right? Yeah. This was a 3D glow in the dark, bright Hawaiian shirt he was wearing with a blazer on it. I'm thinking, I guess you know when you're Ryan Fitzpatrick and you you look like you've been in the mountains for the last 17 <laughs> years, you can wear whatever the heck you want to wear. And that's what he did too. He did because he had but they no didn't business wear ties on either. No. That's no right. Ties you don't need ties. Ties are gone. That's passe. It's, it's almost anymore. it's almost the exception now when they wear ties. Well, you know, when I do this game tomorrow, I gotta wear a tie. Do you well, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, you know in what? the booth, in the booth you still yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm, not, like, get up there. I'm wearing jeans this time. I'm not wearing I'm not wearing because they we only go. go from from, from yeah, you don't see up. anything below yeah. the waist. If yeah. you yeah. Look Tibble's homecoming. You got to be there. Uh, yeah, Rob, you got to get there, well, man. No, here's what here's what happened. So if the game was at noon, I was going. The game's at two. I got to. I'm on the air on WIP at three. I can't go. I'm bummed. That's I thought it was a up. noon kickoff. That's messed up, man. You yeah, need to so call in sick at WIP for this one, dude. Yeah, it's not, not happening. They Tell got me you got you got bubonic plague or something. Yeah, yeah. You got, yeah. A, you got yeah. mono or something, bro. I, yeah. yeah, I'm I am I'm I'm disappointed, man. I thought I was gonna be able to go hang out. Oh, let me game. give you this though. Let me give you this though. I'll be I'll I'll be have you on in the studio. The whole bottom bowl is sold out. No kidding. Yes. Yeah, my son's going. My son's they going. Have, uh, really? well, tell him show you know he shows up in the box or yeah. you know. Tell him to give me a call. His son always manipulates his way to wherever. Yeah, I, I don't want him sneaking knows in, I'm messing there, you up in the booth, man. He ain't That's gonna, he ain't right. gonna mess me up, man. Tell him, give, yeah. give, give him my number. You know, all right, I'll have to give you a shout. All right, he, he always finds a way to fix. If he knows I'm there, he finds Uncle Barrett somewhere. <laughs> he goes and finds me. I don't think I've ever seen Temple fill the whole bottom of a bowl for a game. Yes, yes. In fact, um, Rutgers has, I think they said it's 16 buses coming down. Yeah, Rutgers will have pregame. Wow. Yeah, at, at um at, at Philly live. Yeah, they'll have a big representation. I mean, it's an easy. It'd be like an Eagles road game. Yeah, it is going to sort of feel like. Hopefully, not. But yeah, I think it will oh. feel like that. But they yeah. are bussing. They're bussing the same amount of kids from Temple. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's really? going to be. It's going to be. Yeah. I think. I think okay. you're going to have a pretty lively crowd there, man. Like it's. It's going to be pretty interesting tomorrow. Hopefully, I can't wait to call it too, man. Can hang in there. Well, I, yeah. I think they will, man. Like. That coach is has them going in the right direction. You know, Stan it's not Drayton. like yes, yeah. Drayton is, you know, from te- Texas. He was but he's a running back coach with Zeke Elliott and all those guys. He's got the team. Like the first game they played against Duke, they were very unenthused. They looked like they were lost. They just that wasn't a team that had that type of talent. They were have they actually were more talented than Duke was. No question about that. But they just mm-hmm. didn't they just didn't do anything. Okay. They came out this next game and saw all right, we can play. Against Lafayette, it should have been an easy victory. They should have beat him by fifty points, but but I think they're starting to come around. EJ Warner, um, so, I mean EJ Warner comes in as Kurt Warner's son comes in, has a masterful game in the second half, tossing the ball around. I think they really found the confidence in this coach, and I think they're believing what he's saying. So Rutgers is going to have a game. You know, mm-hmm. Rutgers beat Boston College, and then they turn around, they beat uh, Wagner this last week. Right. So. They're living kind of high right now, and I, and I can see them, man. I can see this being a very competitive game because Temple has some athletes. Temple has some guys that can go out there and go, especially like defensively. Defensively, yeah. has some guys that can go. Okay. 
All right. Like, I hope you're right, man. I, I just, I hope they play well. I hope it's a competitive game. That's for sure. Um, all right. So, oh, oh, Andrew Whitworth was on that panel too, right? Yeah. Now they were yeah. on the field. Whitworth, okay. was Whitworth, and one other person. He didn't say field. anything. Yeah, but who was the guy? Who was, th- was it? Who was throwing it to him? It was Whitworth, and who was the other player? The other player. It was Richard Sherman, Tony Gonzalez, uh, Andre Richard Whitworth, Fitzpatrick, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Carissa Thompson. They were on the desk, but Whitworth wasn't yeah. at the desk. Okay. Whitworth. Was no, he was field. on the desk for the post game show. Oh, he's on the post. I didn't see the post. Yeah, and he just said they they brought out Patrick Mahomes. Everybody asked questions. He just sat there like this. That's that's the way I that's the way I felt when I used to do um the show with you. Well, because you weren't prepared. I had to carry the show. I, I was prepared. You just didn't allow you didn't me let to him talk. get any words in. Yeah, it was because I was worried about. We had, a, we had a great show, man. We had a we great did. show. Man. We, we did, great but show. but I had to get Chris you up to speed. Was the lick? Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, you got me up to speed. No, yes. actually, Robert got me up to speed because Robert had me. The first, I remember the first time we did Breakfast on Broad. It was a two-hour morning show from 6 to 8. And I can remember the first week, I might have said 20 words the entire week. <laughs> he was steady trying to team me up. I didn't know what the heck to say. I was, like, lost. It takes a little bit, man. But if then you, three you, weeks you, later, you, he couldn't shut me up. Yeah, you caught up You caught up real quick. So how, that was how not How did you get problem. chosen for that, B. Brooks? How did you get chosen? Bro, I don't know, man. I, I my career started out kind of crazy because I didn't want to be in front of the TV. I wanted to be a guy that's uh, in the background. I was a producer at NFL Films. I produced right. matchup right. with, with, right. with um, you know Jaws and all Sterling. those guys. Sterling. Yeah. And now I did playbook with Sterling in those. They had Sterling right. and Baldy on okay. So we had coach. We had we had a lot of people there. You know. So I did those two shows, and I was a content producer. I would go down, look at film, evaluate film, and see, and trying to pull what um, like a Sterling has his book, and whatever's in this book. Is what he puts on TV. This book he would call all 32 head coaches mm. on Monday, Tuesday. And we had the show on Wednesday. And by Wednesday, he'd fill that book up. And whatever's on the book, he'd give me the book and say, hey, um, what is this? What is that? Did you see this? Did you see that? And I'd go through and i look at it. And i say, oh, yeah, that's what I saw. Yeah, you saw this. And he would only say it if it was in that book. If it wasn't in that book, he would not. It didn't matter. It don't matter if I showed him exactly what they were doing if it wasn't in that book he wasn't gonna say it no kidding so yeah so um i had that that was nfl playbook and he was one of the best he was one of the best guys as far as i could be in his ear and i could be telling him something and he wouldn't need anything he would just he, he would say exactly what i say in his words simultaneously yeah. you know what i'm saying like That's he is amazing. that good like he wouldn't have a rundown he wouldn't have a um he wouldn't have his, his cue cards or anything they would just just tell Sterling, we're going into break. We need to talk about this. And he off the off his, you know, the, the top of his head, he just come out and, and 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 go into the break easily, man. He unbelievable. Did he Barrett, did he just have enough of it? Like I I, I can't imagine I, I'm surprised he didn't surface somewhere else. Is that he's his rich, choice? really? Yeah. He's rich. He's rich. Okay. How do you Fair make enough. his money outside of football? He he owns he owns um uh, you know, like uh, you know, up here, like we have all these. Instead of going to the hospitals, you right. go to those little urgent uh, cares. Little urgent cares. Yes, he has a bunch of urgent cares. He owns a bunch of urgent cares. He earns. He owns Good urgent cares. So he has. That's how he, gets, he makes his money. Urgent care. Sterling gets up in the morning. He uh, goes and works out. Then he goes and takes a shower. He goes to the um, golf course. Has lunch at the golf course. Yep. Might go play nine holes. Come back to the golf uh, to the uh, and have some have some dinner, smoke a couple cigars, goes home and rewinds. 
every once in a while he'll get up and he'll do like a um a, a, what's it called pan ams where they where they have yeah. pros and and, and yeah pro ams yep pro ams well he does those he does those that's all he does he plays golf Man. smokes well, cigars and chill. And Scott Lamont, Scott Lamont, uh, thank you. Uh, Barry, you were asking who was it, the one throwing it to him on the set. It was Michael Smith. And That's right. Okay, yeah, 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 yep, yep. Michael Smith, remember? he wasn't a player, but he, he got in trouble at ESPN, right? No, no, no. Uh, he got he got uh, Hugh Douglas in he trouble. He got Hugh into trouble. That's right. Yeah. It was yeah. at a function <laughs> with him and Jamel buddies. Hill. Yep. And uh, right. Hugh, Hugh uh, they were up on the set, you know, engaging the crowd. Hugh thought he was supposed to be upset uh, on, the, on the stage with him. Yeah. Hugh goes up there, and you know he's in. Hugh's being Hugh, you know. Hugh's a class clown, man. You know, and uh, Michael Smith and them took exception to that. And I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna repeat. Hugh told me the story like 20 times. I'm not gonna repeat yeah. what Hugh said to Michael, but he said the thing that ticked him off is what Michael said to him. And uh, but Hugh got in trouble for it, and you know that was it. Wow. The rest is history. Yeah. Um, all right. So we come back. We are going to focus our sights on this Vikings team. And we're going to ask the question, you know, Kirk Cousins is a guy, if you look at his career stats, they're really good. If you look at his numbers last year, they're really good. But there is a lack of respect, I think, in a lot of ways for him nationally and, you know, et cetera. So we'll dive into Kirk Cousins. Justin Jefferson, how do you slow this down? He's going to get his, but how do you contain him at least? Uh, Dalvin Cook. We'll look at Minnesota's defensive numbers last year. This should be a game where the Eagles offense has a chance to be very successful. So we'll yep. dive into all of that uh, when we come back. Amy Fadul at 1.30, Ed Barkowitz uh, with some sports betting stuff coming up at 2 o'clock. Don't go anywhere. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis on this Friday. Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk about finances. Let's talk about Jim Murray and Principal Financial Group. Look, trying to figure this thing out in terms of investing and who you trust with your money is really difficult. I've been through it, okay? I could tell you from personal experience that I am very glad that I connected with Jim Murray of Principal Financial Group, and I feel good about where he's got me going here, what the plan is. Whether it's retirement planning, 401k review, insurance review, if you have a small business and you're trying to set up your employee benefits, that's another resource that Jim can help you with. And he's always there on call or via email if you have any questions. If something looks strange to you, if you think, I need to jump off this, let me get involved in this. He's there for you. I've entrusted my IRA. I've done 401k rollovers with Jim. I couldn't be any happier. Give him a call. 610-996-4751. 610-996-4751. can also email him as well at murray.jim at principal.com. That's murray, M-U-R-R-A-Y dot jim at principal.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. 
Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. It's the number one news at 10 p.m. Action news on PHL 17. Join Shari Williams, Gray Hall, Deuces Rogers, and meteorologist Adam Joseph for all the big stories at a time that's right for you. Action news at 10 p.m. on PHL 17. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. What's up, thanks for hanging with us today. It's Friday. We are Sports Think, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Of course, we're usually uh, gearing you up for an Eagles game on Sunday, but the Eagles play on Monday night, which means Monday we will blow it out. We will be all over the Eagles and the Vikings match up a doubleheader on Monday night. In fact, uh, you have the Bills and the Titans in the early game, then the Eagles in the second game. Eagles playing the Vikings. Vikings beat the Packers last week, uh, 23 to nine off the top of my head. Eagles hang on and take care of business against the Lions and more of an escape act uh, in a lot of ways than anything else. But the Eagles win. That's the bottom line. Um, They'll be facing Kirk Cousins in this one, guys. Um, Kirk Cousins has not been a great primetime quarterback. He's 10 and 17 career. And Derek, I know you have a stat on uh, him on Monday night as well. Uh, Unmute, please. Thank you. I'm sorry, Robert. I apologize. <laughs> I told you I'm asleep, man. I know. Don't mess with me Did today, man. I'm asleep. Did you you in the first segment, man? That you're, you're, no. You're raring, you're no. Okay. No. My wife bought my my wife bought these apple donuts. Um, Are you sharing with like the a, class? Oh, by man. The way? She bought like a box. No, they're like apple cinnamon. She oh. bought like a box of twelve. I went downstairs and like three halves of donuts left. I ticked <laughs> off, man. Better hide some. I'm sleep deprived. Uh, I'm sleep deprived. I'm hungry. I mean, look, you I mean, you came down, saw three donuts. That's the that's the worst. That is the yeah, worst. man. Yeah, <laughs> there I'm is like, nothing hey, hey. more disappointing, by the way, generally, than when you're you see like a pizza box and you're like, oh, yeah. then you get home or something, and you look at it, there's just like crust in there, like everybody's ripped through it. There's no. nothing worse than that. The worst I'll tell, is... you, I, I'll tell you the worst for me, man. When I'm when I smoke ribs and I go in the next day, you know, I'm working in the morning, doing stuff in the afternoon, I'm thinking, yeah, I'm gonna have some ribs, you know, warm up some smoked ribs. I go in there, ain't nothing left. That's not Bro, right. That, that's what I was about to say, man. Like, I, I I make a banging meal. Like, 
last night I made um I made uh shrimp spaghetti, but mm. I, I I took um I made homemade um what do you call it uh linguine noodles and then I had you know the the, the um Alfredo sauce, but then I had regular tomato sauce and I blended them together, and then I sautéed some shrimp and poured it in, in there, mix it up. Oh man, it was banging right. So I eat it. I'm like, oh, this is great. And there are no kids at the house. No kids at the house. I get up in the morning, like, you know what? I'm gonna have this for breakfast. And I go downstairs, and my kids came home. They don't even live here, and took everything, bro. It's like they went shopping in my house, bro. That's right. They That's right. Spaghetti. They took oh everything, bro. I was so hot. That is not right. And I you was did all that work, man. Yes, and I, I, I. It was good, man. It was good. It was banging. And I just know because I, when I went to bed, there were no kids. Nobody was there. You know, the house was echoing. I was just sitting there with the three dogs. Nothing else. And then I come up, I wake up, and I get up. I got up early today. I woke up at 8 30 today, and nothing was there. Dumb. And then I look outside, and I see three extra cars in my parking lot. Like, why are they here? Hey, man, that's another thing. You got to you, you got to stop. You got to stop talking about and posting on Facebook all these meals you make every night. Because I'm sick of hearing, "Hey, uh, my, my 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 significant other, hey, uh, did you see Barrett's post on Facebook? No, why?" <laughs> well, he he made he made dinner last night. Why couldn't you make? Oh I'm like, hold God. up, Barrett ain't picking up kids from preschool. You know, <laughs> right. hold up, hold up. You know, every uh, day is like, did you see Barrett's post? <laughs> no, I don't care about no Barrett. Uh-huh. I don't care if Barrett making a seven course that, meal. I can see, I can understand that, man, because I I don't have to pick up grandkids now. My like my my uh, my grandson called me, pop pop. I said, what's up, man? My 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 headphones don't work. My head, I said, what's wrong with your headphones? I can just hear, but I, I can't talk to the people. So I don't want you talking to people anyway. It's, Pop, Pop, it's for my friends. I'm just like, all right, then I'll see you some more. The amazing Amazon. Amazon does everything you need. That's so right. I, I ordered I ordered the uh, the headphones. As soon as the headphones come, my granddaughter's like, Pop, Pop, oh, Pop, Pop. I, need I know what she wants. I was like, well, I said, so I asked my, my, uh, my daughter-in-law, what, what does she need? Well, she 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 broke the um the little chair. I got you know it's like a, a saucer chair. Yeah, yeah, set up yeah. for her to. Do yeah, it. yeah, yeah. It's, it's almost like a launcher, but it's a saucer. She said, "Well, she you know this is too small for her now." So I got her a bigger saucer chair. You know, so she's good now. So, no, it, it's supposed to oh, come man. on Sunday. It comes on Sunday, not today. Sunday though. Okay, yeah. you're an all day sucker like me then. Yeah, Boy, yeah. Every time, well, you know, um, every day I come up, my three year old grandson. Where's my surprise? See, normally, but every every day. So, you know, after I pick him up for preschool. By the way, if he's expecting it, it's not a surprise. No. Oh, yeah, but you got to be creative because sometimes I'll give him something I gave him the previous day. He'll say, I already had this. I'm oh, like, what? Geez. Oh, yeah. Oh, see, but, but it's my fault because on Mondays when I pick him up, we go right to Wawa and I'll get him a small icy. He loves blue raspberry ices. Mm-hmm. And my, my, my wife and my daughter are like, that's too much sugar. It is, but I don't give him a full cup. I'll get him like the half cup. <laughs> He's in his glory. So then the second, next day, I'll take him and get him like a, a, one of those push-up ice cream pops, like the orange sherbet or something like that. Yeah. Or then we'll go to McDonald's and we'll have chicken nuggets and fries. So, yeah, it's my fault. Yeah, yeah, I yeah do you this. started it. Oh, yeah. but I did put a, I did put a, a pork shank on the smoker this morning. What? Just why for you. See, you better hide it. You better oh, hide you it if that. you didn't need it already. But I cut the bone out. I cut the bone out. Mm. I cut the bone out and I and I put the bone in a um in my uh what do you call it those um pressure cooker. Put the yeah. pressure, bone in oh, the pressure yeah. cooker. And I left some meat on it, and I'm gonna take that. I'm gonna make some 
either llama beans or great northern beans with that. With that. Oh, here's the here's the best. Now I know Rob, we're supposed to be talking football, man, but this is more important stuff right now. Okay? <laughs> All right, Rob. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Mr. Ellis. Rob, I know how Rob, professional you he's are. He's going through withdrawals okay? right now. Look at like, <laughs> Rob's like, I'm Eagles trying. Vikings. Yeah, Eagles I'm trying Vikings. to talk Justin Jefferson I'm in here. Like a straight jacket. And you guys right. are talking food. <laughs> So, no. you, know, you know, I buy these rotisserie chickens, right? We cut, chop them up and smart for the dogs and put them in the freezer and all this stuff. My wife, and I'll buy them like three, four at a time. My wife makes me keep all the bones, all the gristle, because she takes them and she puts them in her crock pot. And she melts them down and takes all the juice. She makes this homemade chicken soup. She'll have me take oh, one whole chicken man. and cut it up in big chunks and, and save it for the chicken. She does her noodles, cut carrots, celery in it. And she oh. takes the broth and the juice from the chicken. Let me tell you something, man. You ain't had homemade chicken soup oh. until you had Trisha's homemade chicken you soup. Got, you two are both unbelievable. Like I, the, the skill <laughs> level is like, I, I'm telling you, man. Like I, it's, I, I'm, I am blown away. Man, like I'm telling it, you, man, you guys are good, man. Well, see, I'm, I'm only reason, only reason I did my the the, the pork roast, um, pork shank, whatever it is, roast shank, whatever it is, I did it today because I'm gonna take it, I'm gonna cut it up, and I'm gonna wait till um, I wait till Sunday, and I'm gonna make fried rice with it. You know what I'm saying? Pork fried rice with it. Oh, so yeah. it's I mean, when it sits for a day, oh, it yeah. tastes even better. So when oh, I make yes. pork fried yes. rice with it, it's going to be off the chain. Yeah. So I get to watch Sunday football all day. I'm happy. Boom. I'm happy that you get to just chill and kick right. back. I'm serious, man. Yeah. And you see what Team so. Fortuna said? Poor yeah. Rob trying to keep these guys in control. <laughs> I, have no hey, hey. I, I think I gave up on that. It's, it's, it's almost striper season. Hey. See, you gotta come with us, D Gun. It's almost striper season. Striper season, we we actually go up, we go up north to uh to, to Tony's buddy and jump on his boat. Uh-huh. We get, they could you they call them rockfish, you know, down oh, yeah. you go, you go in south. Maryland. You go to Maryland. Up north, we rockfish. call them stripers. Yes. Man, we catch, Wait, we catch are you are you going more than five miles out? No, we actually we actually don't even go more than we don't go more than two miles out because okay, it's right so there. Gutter, I'm on the boat. In, yeah. I'm on the boat. You're I'm on the boat. It's not even two. It's only two miles out, and then you know they catch them the same way as you do down down in Maryland. But the only thing is you can catch bluefish too, and I love. Eating. I I know how to cook bluefish now. You got to cut that. You got to cut that. It's dark too meat oily. Out, right? Yeah. No, you cut that out, and it's and it's, it's great meat. Just the white meat. You just got to cut that red blood Barrett, vein out. Barrett, Rob is trying to talk football. I'm, all right, here we go. Let's go. Let's go. I, all right. right let's go. Go. I'm, I'm sorry, Rob. I'm sorry, I'm Rob. Because after the show, Rob's going to call Xander and Joe Grouse. You know what? I cannot work I'm with these dudes. We're trying to be yeah, professional here. Me. They're I'm talking always, food. I'm always calling those guys about Home you. projects. Yep. No, he, won't call. he won't call. He, no, he's going to call that because Rob. Bro. No, <laughs> Rob is against the man also. <laughs> Yeah. And, and Rob that, don't get me started on the queen either. No. Yeah. Rob, Rob, Rob's an adopted brother. Rob's yes, one of the brothers. Is. There he is. That's right. For the brotherhood, Rob. Damn right. We we ride together. We die together. I, Bad I'm boys for life. Where's the foxhole? Right. You know where I'm at. You right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Right. I ain't worried about it. That's right. Let's go. We them boys. That's, That's right. It. Damn right. All right. We're good. We're focused, Rob. I'm sorry. No, I guess what I was going to ask you. I'm sorry, Mr. Brooks. A, a, a serious question in this sense: Does does Cousins get a bad rap, or is it legit? Like, do we ha- because we haven't seen him take his team, you know, to a Super Bowl, to a, to an NFC, well, an NFC Championship game for that matter? Like, it, does he get a right. bad rap generally? Uh, you know no. what? I'm gonna tell you the truth. I don't think so. And no, when okay. I've talked to a lot of experts, um, who are so-called experts, you know, just doing my little research for this game and and talking to a couple people. He doesn't get a bad rep. Everybody says that he is a very capable quarterback, a great yep. quarterback in the aspect that he puts up great numbers. 
I mean, yep. he, he probably averages like 4,300 yards a year for like the last eight years. It's true. You know it's what I'm saying? So yep. at like 30 touchdowns, it's we never know. about his play during the season. Nope. It's just when he plays in primetime games, when everybody else is watching, that's where he gets, you know, dubbed a, a guy that doesn't, you know, come through in the clutch. Yeah, he's not a clutch player, on he's a good player. I wish my brother was on to hear you say that right now. Well, he's two right. nine Monday night, and he's ten and seven in primetime games. Straight up, that's not well, against the two, spread or anything. Two thousand fifteen, he's thrown for well over four thousand yards, except for one season he threw like for thirty six, thirty seven hundred. Yep. But yep. he he's a great regular season quarterback. But when it comes to primetime games, postseason games, he chokes. He chokes. Yes. I, and, and by the way, I just uh, so I have someone on my on um, my my queen take here. Thank you, Dan Silio. <laughs> Just enough, I, you know. And I'm I'm sad for her family, but I don't I don't need a constant twenty four seven. Here we go. I don't need go. I don't need it twenty four seven in the United States of America. I'm good. Thank you, Rob. Uh, you realize, Rob, when you do you realize that when you came from out of left field with that comment yesterday, and it just went downhill from there. I know oh, it did. Dude, we couldn't even get it back like, together. Yeah, my side Xander just cut us off. Right. Done. Dude, my, like last my side call. was hurting for a half hour after the show. Same, man. Uh, and my wife said, what is wrong with you three? <laughs> I'm like, what, there's like no my, adults here. One of my co-hosts is out of his mind, and it's not Barrett. It's the right. other guy. Yeah, it's, it, there's there's no maturity here. No, not zero. Anyway, you, but you can't RKO me like that, man. You know, I feel like you RKO'd me. I know. I out of nowhere. I got to ease, ease in some of Barrett, Especially from him, because you don't expect that from him. Right. Exactly. So when it happens, it's like. Wow. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I did catch you guys off guard with that one. Right. That was, dude, that was hilarious. That was better uh, than any show we've been on. It was funny. <laughs> um, but oh, so yeah. To, to back to your point though, here, so yeah. Cousins is averaging like about four thousand yep. per season. He yep. he's been a starter for eight years. Okay, yes. he didn't start the first few years. You remember he was behind RG three yep. uh, in Washington, but since taking over here. He, he's right around that mark. Like, I'll give you an example. Is that, Last is that right, year, Randy? Is that right, Randy has right there? Next shift? Is he 60, 60, and two as a starter? Yeah, that's, that's probably right. Yeah. Uh, so he's could be. Some bad years in Washington. In Washington, yes. That's the problem. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, but and he's, he still look, threw for over four thousand yards in Washington. I, I'll give you an example. Like last year, he's thirty-three touchdowns, seven interceptions, one hundred three point yeah. one passer rating, yep. four thousand two hundred twenty-one passing yards, and a sixty-six point three completion percentage. Like if you're just looking at those, you're saying this guy's a damn good player. Yeah, yep. but yep. but you know it's all about the team winning. That's where it's a little bit unfair too, because everything gets dumped on a quarterback as yes. far as win, wins and losses. You know exactly. Um, He's very but capable, man. I, they, I like they, his yeah. game. With, with, with offensive weapons around him, they should have no problem scoring 28 points a game. At minimum, uh, well, 28 I, well, points you, a game. you especially look at the way the Eagles defense played last week, and that's yes. where you're saying to yourself, you know, uh, uh, what What are these guys going to do to them? Well, see, no, I, I really don't think that – I don't think that they're going to do exceptionally well against our defense. And the reason I say that, because I think that the, the boys up front, they've got to talk to Fletcher Cox, Hargraves, Sweat, BG, Hassan Reddick. They've got a little note in there. They're like, hey, man, yeah. we're paying you guys a lot of money. Say, do you want to say Harry Roseman? Mm-hmm. They say he doesn't make any you know, decisions or, or anything on game day. Yeah. We'll yeah. see this week because 
he's going to have to meet with somebody, man, because that's too much money to not have the production that they had last week. You can't go into this. You can't go into this game because you have to have those front four create pressure. Mm-hmm. You can't send a blitz. You, you know, you're not going to be able to blitz Cousins. Cousins is too good against a blitz. Yeah. You're going to have to play good old fashioned drop back covers and let them boys up front eat. They have mm-hmm. got to go be the determining factor on how they win this game. Yeah, they got to rush up front. Yeah, it's yeah, not the run away. It's all good about luck. that D line, man. Good luck with that. Good luck. Well, the, 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 here's what worries me back. And I, they made a lot of upgrades, right? But for the past two years, they haven't shown us anything to make us believe they're going to get to the quarterback or be consistent against a good offense. And this is a good offense. I got faith in my boys. I got faith in them right now. I, I, you're going to see a totally different and, – and, and it has nothing to do with Gannon and his ability to, 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 to be aggressive as far as blitzes. I'm just saying be aggressive for how close you have our DBs as, you know, comparison to where the receivers are. If right. he can get those guys up and, and alter them in any type of way, you'll get there, you know, for the guys up front. I really believe that last week was an anomaly, that they didn't get any pressure to, um, you know, to, to golf. I think how do, you, this how, week, do you, how do you get Redick off, Barrett? Like, what do you do early to just even if he's not getting a sack, just to get some heat. Like, what do you do to get him? Because last week was a mess with him. Sometimes you get too cute, you get too fancy. They need to run just straight up uh, a fifty front. Put the nose, put um, put Davis over the nose, Fletcher Cox and Hargrave over the guards, and then have Reddick and 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 either Sweat or Reddick and and BG, BG yeah. rushing from the outsides. Because what that does, it makes your offensive line block man. You can no longer slide the line because you can't slide the line because you have man-on-man front side. You can Mm -hmm. only slide when you have an uncovered man on the front side. Mm -hmm. So the slide always starts with the first uncovered man. If you got five people matched up, there's no uncovered man. So you can't slide the protection to who you want to slide it to. If you try to slide then, you're going to leave one of the bigs against a running back or a tight end. That's not smart football. And teams don't do that. You want your bigs on the bigs. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So what I mean mean by – Slide protection. This is slide protection, everyone. Slide protection is when the first covered man, uncovered man, front side. So if you have a, a front where the tackle has an end over him, the guard is uncovered, then you have a nose guard there, then on the backside you have a three technique, and then you have an end. The, the slide will start where the um, the uncovered guard is. So the guard can go help the center on the one technique. The, the, the center can help the backside guard with the three technique. He has that gap. And then the, uh, the guard has the inside gap to the tackle who has that end on the outside. So you can slide the protection that way. If you don't have somebody uncovered, that means the tackle's covered, the guard is also covered, the center's covered, and the, and the guard and tackle, if they're all covered, you can't get the you can't commit to the slide. Right. Everybody has to block man-on-man. So when you got to block man-on-man, I think the Fletcher Cox, I think the Hargraves, I think the Davis can beat their men up front, which will allow him not to step up. And if he doesn't step up, I truly believe that Sweat and Hassan Reddick or Sweat and, and, and BG or BG and uh, Reddick can get to the quarterback on the outside. Okay. Well, it's going to be a good test because the Vikings have two very good tackles in Christian Derrissaw and Ed O'Neill. They are two of the better tackle tandems in the National Football League, and they're going to have a test trying to get past those two. Um, that Matter of fact, that's the strength of Minnesota's offensive line are the two tackles. 
Well, um, that was that was the strength of last week's. Yeah. And, and what happened last time, week? Yeah. Wasn't what happened? Exactly. What happened was they lucked into one half a sack, basically. Yeah, Brian yeah. Thank you, thank you, yeah. Brian. Brian O'Neill, correct. Brian, yeah. Brian Delaware. That's a Delaware guy, Gunner. You got to know that man. That's your guy, yeah. man. Wow, represent the, the first state, man. Where's Where's Delaware? Where's that located? <laughs> it's not where's the left <laughs> I think I want to say he was a uh, Salesianum guy too. Was he Salesianum? Yes, one of the powerhouse football programs in Delaware. Exactly right. I'm I'm gonna gonna find out right now. As a matter of fact, what's that? I'm looking it up. Uh, Salesianum is an all boys school um, in Delaware. Yeah, really big time school. Yeah, big time football school. Oh, okay. Uh, Let's see. Two time Delaware Player of the Year at Salesianum. Yep. That's yeah. Right there wow. in Wilmington, right in Wilmington. Yep. So there you go. Yeah, yeah. That's gonna be that's gonna be good. The Eagles' edge rushes against those two tackles. Can't well, that's, where, that's where the game plan is. Man, you know? he's six seven, three ten. That's a yeah. That's, a large that's like trying to get around a house, man. Ooh, that's a large cat. Yeah, he that's was a tight end though. originally. Yeah, that's John Runyon and Trey Thomas size. Right. He there. was like he was like Lane Johnson. He just kept growing. This dude, you know, and then he grew into an offensive line. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know, I yeah. started out a tight end. Well, you, yeah, you when, when, when you sent us that picture, you were like number thirty nine. Thirty nine, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy man. I sent the picture. I was like thirty nine. I said, I uh, "Well, I, I before you, I'm scanning it, like Barrett texted us this thing, and I'm like, I'm look. I know, I knew as soon as I saw your face, but I'm looking at his number. I'm like thirty nine. <laughs> the heck is that? I played tight end. I was tight yeah. end, defensive end, man. All right, so. how do you contain? I'm not. He's getting his. How do you contain at least and not let him kill you, Justin Jefferson? Well, the, you you got guys that can cover. You got guys that can cover now. Now, his selection on how to cover him is going to be because you you it's going to be hard to play zone against him. That's right because he's he, he understands zone concepts so well. Like if a linebacker doesn't drop to his area, he'll be running through there scot free, and he'll yep. and, and, and and Kirk Cousins will get it to him. If you run band to man, you have more of an opportunity. Because you have guys that can cover. I trust, I trust a Slay, Bradbury, or even a um, Avante Adams to at least work them towards double coverage. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Understand yeah. where your coverage, your double coverage is. Like if it's if it's if it's Avante Maddox and he knows he has help to the inside, I would kind of align myself a little bit outside, force him to go inside to my help. Okay. That way, if he's going to my help, I know I can trail a little bit. And, and not worry about, you know, pass routes getting beat up underneath. He could play there underneath. And knowing he has somebody over the top that can help him. You got to understand where your help is and and, and, and and how, you know, route combinations will hurt you. You got me because like when I watched the game against um, – when I watched Minnesota against the Packers, you could tell there were so many assignment busts in the secondary. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Guys running – I mean, he's running scot-free. Wide open. Yep. But that's – Kind of the schematics that they had with um, Cooper Cup when they were in with the Rams. Those same type of routes ran scot free. People don't know how to really defend them right. So now. that it, Barrett, it's more of unbelievable job scheming it up by the Vikings than it yes. is breakdowns on the other side. Of well, it. they they did have a lot of breakdowns with um with 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 the the, um, the Packers. They did have a lot of breakdowns. There okay. was breakdowns, but those breakdowns were also because schematically they were just hard to defend okay i know i would normally say i do not want to see slay and bradbury trying to play bump and run the whole game what man covers against these two 
Right. It's imperative you get help over the top. You can only yep. stay with these two so long, both of them, Thielen and Jefferson. You, you're not going to – so don't put them on an island. You know, we always scream about them. I'm tired of seeing Jonathan Gannon's DBs playing seven and nine yards off a receiver and keeping everything in front of them. But I think it's imperative to bump these guys and, and knock them off their routes a little bit right off the bat and then have somebody on the back end because if not, it's going to be a long afternoon for this Eagles defense. And then we're going to be screaming about the cornerback stink and you know the cup all over again next week for six days until the next game. I, you got you got to do something. You got to mix it up against these dudes because you're right. Kirk Cousins, as average as he is in big games, he will find his targets. There's yeah. no question about it. Yeah, and look, agreed. I, 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 if there's not heat put on him, man, he'll he'll kill them. Well, let me tell you what he does. Let me tell you not not Kirk Cousins, but what yeah. Justin Jefferson does well. When you watch him, everybody, when you watch film on him. It's the initialness or how he gets off the ball yeah. that makes him so good because he displaces the, the the DB so far. Like if he's going outside, his route running is, you know, his feet are so quick that he, boom, boom, he forces you to go outside, kind of like what you see A.J. Brown do. Yeah. So he displaces you. Then he goes and runs his route. Very patient on how he runs his route. If he knows he's got a route that he's going to beat you over, over the top, he's going to run straight at you, look you straight in your eyes, run straight at you, Wait till the last second to make his move. Yeah. Most guys want to make the move so fast they don't worry about that. But he runs right up on they call it, they call it running up on the um on a uh, DB's feet. You run up on his feet and you make, you know, you make him declare and you go the opposite. Well, he is so good at just running up on him, you don't know what he's gonna do. So when by the time he does his move, you're not aware of where he's gonna go. So now you're in a back pedal, you're trying to run for your life because he's already gone. He's good at just running routes, running great routes. And, and I tell you what, that's what's going to make Smitty a good player also. Devontae Smith does the same thing. Mm. He, he, he moves guys with his route running, you know, and, and only certain people have that. And Justin Jefferson has the speed and the, uh, the understanding of where he needs to be in the offense already. Whoever coached Jefferson coached him up well because for a young receiver in his third year to learn this and be as efficient as he is, at doing what Barrett just talked about in just his third year, mm. he's light years ahead of the curve. No question. You know, a lot of the great receivers get that fifth, sixth year, but he he started doing it last year. Is when That's he Alabama really Alabama receivers. Yeah, Alabama receivers. You remember Justin Judy? Uh, Jerry Judy. Well, he's Jerry LSU. Judy. Yeah, but yeah. Jefferson LSU. But they're same yeah, thing. Yeah. yeah, but he's got that elite route running also. Yeah. Yeah, and and, and Devontae right. does too. Devontae's an elite. That's what I'm saying. Alabama, yeah. LSU. Yeah. yeah these, they just know how to do that. That's man. why yeah. you go after those kids coming from those schools, man. Uh, the, mean, what's the kid from uh, Cincinnati? Another LSU guy. Their oh, route running yeah. is impeccable. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase. Jamar yep. Chase, yep. yeah. Yep. Man, they learned, it from, they learned it from college, man, because all those guys do the same thing, man. The same exact thing. Moving, get, displacing the guy so he can't get under your route or get over. Mm-hmm. I, I love how they run. I just watch film on just just route running from those guys, man. Just yep. running the routes, whether they get the ball or not, they're still doing the exact same thing, and making you think about it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Even if it's a run play, they still make you think about it. I love it. I, it they are fun to watch. You're right yep. about that. What one thing? The other side of the ball with the Vikings, um, and I'm not necessarily basing this off of this past week with the with the Packers. It's more sort of looking back. But but in 2021, they were 24th in points allowed per game. They were 26th against the run per game. They gave up hundred and almost 131 yards per game on the ground. They gave up uh, 259, almost 253, excuse me, yards per game in the air, which is 28. So they go across the board, points 24, 
versus the run 26 versus the pass 28. Not good, right? Not good. And and, right. and I know they they a couple things here and there, but they didn't make significant changes defensively. Um, the Eagles should be able to score here. You know, if we think this offense is what it is, they should be able to score some points in this game. Mm-hmm. And they did last week. Obviously. I agree. I yeah. agree with you. That should carry over. Well, but 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 what Minnesota didn't have, they didn't have Jordan Hicks in the middle of that defense. Jordan Hicks is a huge difference Great in the point. middle of that defense. Yep. In terms of playmate, you know, Jordan Hicks, I think, is one of the more under, underrated inside linebackers in the game from, from Philadelphia to Arizona and Minnesota. Yep. All he know. does is make plays. Now, he's had an injury problem, but when he's on the field, all he does is make plays, force and fumble, stuff and runs, tackles behind the line of scrimmage. Jordan Hicks is a, a very – and then you put Darius Smith on one side of him and Eric Kendricks on the other side of him. Yeah. That's a heck of a linebacking trio right there. Yeah, I, I can't wait to see it, man. It's – this is going to be a great game, man. I'm going mean, to get your popcorn ready because you have two teams with a lot of hype going into this season. Two teams that that could have, would have, right, should have, right, and should right. be really good teams and competing in the NFC. They should be. Both yeah. teams should be. You're right, Barrett. I mean, there's no question about it. They're high expectations. And we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit later. We're going to have Ed Barkowitz on, but the – the, the odds of the NFC East, the odds in the NFC have shifted hard, man. After a lot of the things that went down mm-hmm. after the Prescott injury, um, you know, some of the things that, you know, that we just saw week one, they moved in favor of the Eagles a lot, but we'll, we'll get, we'll get into all that, you know, a little bit later, but this is also a game where if, especially if you're the Eagles defense, it's time to start showing man that you're, that you're better, that you've improved, that your personnel is that Jonathan Gad is the real deal. I don't know. It's, it's time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah, you're right. You're yeah. right. We've seen enough. We've seen enough sample now from last year through the first game. We need to see something different, something that wows us, a wow factor. And, you know, we get us two games into the season. Okay, some of the players still getting some of that, that, that training camp rust off. But in terms yes. of just defensive concepts, we need to see something different. Disguising schemes better, attacking quarterbacks better, stuffing the run better. We need to see something different Monday night. Yeah, that's all. That's called one two. That's what it's called one two. That defensive line has to want to go out there and stop Cook. They want to go out there and rush against Cousins. Yeah, it's called one two. That's all defense is the want to be great. Yeah, it's about that time. All right, so let's uh, come back. We'll continue discussing the Eagles. We will get into our our NFC power rankings. We did the NFL. We're going to do the NFC uh, top five when we (laughs) come. Yes, (laughs) NFC. Yes. We hey, are. man, I've been up since seven thirty. Man, I can't remember it five minutes ago. <laughs> what's your What's your guys' names again? Who, 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 who Somebody get to? get Derek some like nodos or uh, <laughs> you know, Bear was talking about nodos. Is that still? A yeah, thing? yeah. The Bear Bear was talking about want to. D Gun wants to go get another donut, but he can't. <laughs> Why not? They all gone because you don't ain't got a little half pieces down there, man. Well, I'm gonna take a couple halves and make a hole, man. You know, oh, man, ain't gonna work. Figure bro. it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll also do our defensive players uh, of the week from week one. Doesn't include last night. Keep that in mind. Does not include Thursday night football. Just the games that we saw last week. We'll do that. Amy Fadul at one thirty to talk Phillies, Eagles, and Sixers at Barkowitz at two o'clock. We keep it rolling, man. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis with you on this Friday sports take. Jacob Sports YouTube Network. All right, I want to tell you about ProAction Restoration because ProAction Restoration is the company that you call if your home or your business or your property experiences water, fire, smoke, mold damage, you name it, 
any of the above and then some they can help you with. They're on call 24 hours, seven days a week to assist. I can speak from personal experience. I went through it on a Saturday. I wasn't sure any places would be open. And guess what? They were, and they were right out to my parents' house, and they helped clean everything up. They are licensed, bonded, fully insured. They've been serving the tri-state area for more than two decades. This is a reputable company. Just check check any of the reviews. It is all good. ProAction will work in conjunction with your insurance company. Again, it could be water. It could be fire. It could be smoke. It could be mold remediation. Whatever you need, they can handle it. Give them a call, 610 610- 623 3760. That's 610 623 3760 or online at proactionrestoration.com. That's proactionrestoration.com. And the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. It's the number one news at 10 p.m. Action news on PHL 17. Join Shari Williams, Gray Hall, Deuces Rogers, and meteorologist Adam Joseph for all the big stories at a time that's right for you. Action news at 10 p.m. on PHL 17. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say... But as I always say... It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. We are. We are 
Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network on this Friday. Thanks for hanging with us, everybody. We appreciate you streaming and listening. And in the chat section, do us a favor, hit that like button. All right, Please Derek, hit the like button. Derek's sanity depends on it. So yeah, you need yeah. to smash the like button. We need Derek. That will help him unmute his microphone and stay awake. We will get both of those two things. That was, that was slick right there. I like that. My goal hey, next week, my goal next week, Rob will not tell me one time next week to unmute. That is I my like goal. It. I, I believe, and I believe in you, Derek. Uh, you know what? The, the, you know why? It. You know why I unmute mine real fast? Because I look at you. Because you look like you're about to say something. I said, "Oh, let me unmute," and that's when I'll unmute mine. <laughs> I live dangerously. I don't mute, man. I just go. The only well, time I mute is at the dog barks or something like that. That's well, it. we I have to meet that. because you go on when you do your um, yeah, oh, the live reads. I got you. Yeah. yeah. And the only reason I started, and, and the only reason I started muting was because Xander kept saying, "D gun." When you lay your headphones down, we can hear it when Rob's doing his reads, and I'm like. Yeah. Really? That's bro, right. you, I, I got to take my boy Rob. I mean, you know. That's bro, fair. you used to eat chips when we first started the show. You used to eat chips. And he'd be trying to do his live read, and you could hear the chips. Yeah. I promise you. Am I right? Am I wrong? It's true. You, you, you know what's you, funny? When you do, like, if you do radio, uh, and I, bring, I know when, when I'm working. Up, man. <laughs> I, I'm just saying why. That's why I'm you. Um, when I do radio, if I'm working with somebody new, um, they will always, when we go to a break, forget to turn off their microphone and i'm always like right <laughs> you're still on you're still on yeah so it's one of those deals but you know what uh, also yeah I, I have to say this i'm sorry mom you gotta uh, uh -oh. mom you, you gotta tell me what's the dates my mom wants to come to town next week so i gotta get her but she's also bringing my niece oh so nice. skylar's coming so i think mom you need to tell me the dates you're coming and uh, I need all scholars' information. I can't even remember my brother's going to let her come. Just is this the first she, time she's? This, uh, this, yeah, she's she's just turning three, oh. and um, and she's uh, at this point, she's hasn't all the way become a, a Cleveland Browns fan yet. So I can kind of oh. smooth her to the dark side, you know, bring her over yes. here. But yeah, you know, um, you should Bobby send her home with the Eagles jersey. For oh, you have to, Barrett. Yeah. You have oh, to. Oh, hold on, hold on, wait, 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 wait. What? <laughs> Why my brother always said, hey, bro, you have to mute. Oh, wait, Philip. Philip is involved now. Hold now, he on. Said I, I can't believe I just noticed this. He just said that she could come, but I was just, I didn't say it yet because I just saw the gonna, You have to mute when Skyler comes up. Damn, you're not even allowed to talk. <laughs> no, mute. She'll, she'll come up. She'll just I love that Philip's in his Browns jersey, too. And, and I know, man. I know, it's man. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. So, but she comes up, man. You just don't know, bro. She, she's like my shadow, man. Every time I come, I go home. I have to stay there because that's my shadow. You know, I get there. She just she's she's all about me, bro. So I love me some sky sky. She will never come to the dark side. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, Philip, Philip's beating his chest, man. Browns are one to know. Yeah, Philip's feeling himself a little bit. He's yeah, yeah, feeling yeah. himself right yeah. now. What that's all right. It'll change shortly, Philip. I'm sorry to say. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have a buying Jacoby Brissett long term here. Uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's jump into our power rankings. Uh, just the NFC. Uh -oh. We did the NFL earlier this week, but this is specific because there's been some movement here with injuries and, and naturally with what happened to Dak Prescott, as I mentioned, and other things as well. But right, uh, right. so I, you know, when I started looking at this, I'm saying to myself, okay. Rams lose and don't look good at home in the process. I know it's the Bills. In fairness to them, I know it's the Bills, okay? But so the, the Rams lose. How much does that hurt them? Uh, the Packers lose. How much does that hurt them? Uh, the, the Bucks win, but they're, you know, uh, they're all kinds of banged up. 
Uh, San Francisco loses to the, to the bears. You know, it's like, there's a lot of question marks right now. And you're, it's a balance between what you've so you've seen for a week versus what you project them to be. So it's, it'd be a little more cut and dry in the AFC, I guess is what I'm driving at here. The, I think the NFC is very wide open right now. Hmm. Okay. All right. I agree who, wants first, who wants first crack? I'll let you guys go first. I'll take a, a quick snooze and I'll be right back. <laughs> I'll, uh, if you want, I'll do, I'll go back and give, give you a minute to gather if you, if you, if you will. Um, number five, I have the 49ers. Um, okay. I, I think I am very worried for them. I don't really care if they win or lose, but if I'm them, I'd be very concerned uh, if Trey Lance is that guy. And the, the good thing for them is they have Garoppolo waiting the wings. That that's a double-edged sword. Him being there is, is almost like a built-in excuse for a lot of people. And it, there's always going to be the heat of, yeah, but you can plug him in there. So it's good to have that safety blanket, but it also in a weird way, I think it provides somewhat of a distraction anyway, but I throw a lot of that out because that field was an absolute joke in Chicago. And let's see what it looks like this week. So I have them at five. I have the Eagles at four. I have the Eagles at four. Um, I didn't like what I saw on the defensive side of the ball. I think offensively they're going to be fine, but I do think, you know, from a defensive standpoint, it's very much up in the air. You know what that is. Um, number three, I have the Bucks uh, because I I think ultimately, even though they won, I think the offensive line injuries are going to catch up to them. And that's again, this is kind of a projection, not just based off of Week One. I still have the Packers at two. I still believe these young guys eventually will come around, and Rodgers will figure it out with them. He's too talented not to. That's why I have them at two, and I have the Rams at one. Now, the, the, if I'm looking at my list, the one omission that I have is the Vikings. Mm-hmm. And if I could probably do it again, I'd probably plug them in at five on this okay. list or four. Okay. So that's where I'm at. I, I, I don't that's know if I – I don't think there was a necessarily a, a, a huge, even with the losses um, mm-hmm. in the power rankings in the NFC, I, I think they kind of sh- shook out, even though they lost. It's just week one. And, and to me, it's hard for me to shift really in week one from, from what we had before. I mean, this is just not – it's not – a big enough sample size. And when the, the teams that did lose, they lost to pretty good teams mm-hmm. with the exception of the 49ers. And that's why they lost to, to, to the bears. So that's why they're off my list. Okay. And that's why I put the Vikings number five, instead of putting the 49ers number five. Okay. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. You had a chance to, you know, I mean, Garoppolo is not healthy yet, so they're not going to be able to play him anyways right now. That's probably later on in the season. If they do decide to pull the trigger, but I just don't think that they're better than the Vikings at this point. Number four, I'm going to go with the Eagles. Um, the Eagles, they're going to make their way up. I mean, I, I see them, you know, flipping and, and, and overtaking somebody as far as that third spot. You know, if the things go according to plan of what I'm thinking in my head with the ease of their schedule mm-hmm. um, up until we get to um, the off week, um, they should flip with somebody at, at number three, but, at number three right now, I have the Packers. Even though they lost, that team just isn't together. And just like he always says, calm down, calm down. You know, I I, I feel you. I feel you, A-Rod. You haven't been kicked off your pedestal yet. You're still at Duke. <laughs> Next, I'll have the Rams. They lost the first spot. But that's only because I think the Bucks look good enough to put them in the number one spot um, in, in my list. You know, the Bucks look good. Tom Terrific is still there. They look like they're a better team. Their defense is nasty. You know, yes, the uh, Cowboys are a bad team, but that defense made them look really, really bad. 
you know, I told Hakeem Nix. <laughs> I mean, Hakeem Hicks. Hicks is that work, man. He is a good player in the middle of that defense. So that's why I have the Bucks number one, Rams number two, Packers three, Eagles four, and Vikings five. Interesting. Yeah, that's pretty close. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I, I hear you with that list. That's uh, but Barrett, you do agree? I mean, you're looking at this and you're like, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of not sure. There's a lot of yes, yes. There is that. Yeah, for me, it is that. I mean, especially with especially with those Packers. But yeah, they got better on defense. They play in there. They're flying around on defense. Um. But just offensively, you know, those young guys, like I said, young guys, it takes them more than just one year to get back on track. True. You know what I mean? So I I can see the Eagles jumping over the Packers because they're so young. And it's going to take more than just a half a season or three quarters of a season for them to get good enough that I could say that they can go in and be a potential Super Bowl candidate. How about you, Gunner? Um, I have the Packers at number five, even though their defense defense was discombobulated. Minnesota still only scored 23 points. Minnesota should have lit up that scoreboard, and they didn't because Green Bay eventually slowed them down. Mm-hmm. And then Green Bay's running game basically helped them control some of the clock so that it wasn't worse or it could have been worse for them. When anytime A Rod says relax and just give him time, you know, you always know something's coming. And, you know, I've said it before, they've, they've got more speed at wide receiver than they've had in years. Even though they had Devontae Adams, they still have more speed now than ever before. And when these young boys get on track, Watch out, because A-Rod, number one, A-Rod is more ticked off about fumbling the ball than he is losing the game. And that's what's scary about him, because he didn't fumble all of last year. He talked more about fumbling the ball than he did about about the young guys who dropped passes. So that makes him that much more scary. My number four team is Minnesota. I still need to see Minnesota's defense play, because, Rob, you were right on the stats. Now, Jordan Hicks, Hicks was only the real significant addition to that defense. And some of those guys have gotten longer in the tooth, a little bit older. Um, and Green Bay was averaging almost six yards a carry on a run in the football. So I think the Eagles are going to have a good measure of success on them. I have the Eagles at number three. The offense is ready. The defense leaves a lot to be desired right now, as we've dissected all week long and will continue to do throughout the course of this show. But I think that Eagles offense is ready and can put up some points on the board. They can control the clock. They can, they, 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 they can finish off drives. They have multiple weapons now, which they didn't have a year ago. Uh, my number two team is Tampa Bay. I don't care if Tampa Bay, if, if Tom Brady has five rookies blocking in front of him, Tom Brady's still going to throw for five thousand yards. I'm telling you that now. We've seen, I've seen it too many times. Every time I root for Tom Brady to get blindsided, it doesn't happen. Okay, Tom Brady is just that dude. Whether you like him or not, you know, it, the more deficiencies he has on offense, the quicker he gets the ball out of his hands, the more yards he's passing for. So Tom Brady is still that dude. I don't care who's blocking for him. He still has, you know, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, you know, Leonard Fournette. He's got a greater, you know, Rashad Higgins. He's got a great array of weapons around him. Number two, the Rams. Rams got beat down by, I think, it's the best team in the NFL right now in Buffalo. I think from, from, from player to player, offense to defense, a cohesive unit. I think Buffalo is that best team. And men, and the Rams got smoked. Rams will be back. Sean McVay is too good at coming up with schemes to get his players in position to make plays. Yeah. They'll be back. So I go Packers, Minnesota, Eagles, Tampa Bay, and the Rams. Yeah, I, I think – and the Rams also have a little bit more time to make some of these adjustments to, to kind of lick their wounds. Yep. You know, how about, yep. how about Buffalo is going to have 11 days off? They go Jeez. from Thursday to Monday. I, I don't know if that's good or bad. You know, I, that's, that's bad team, when you're a player. 
yeah, yeah. But but for in terms of rest up mentally and physically, that's yeah. good for a team like that. As physical as they play, that's good. Man, they've had an extra few days of ice baths, massages, personal masseuses. Oh, they, they're gonna be ready to play. You know, they're, gonna, and, they're out of there, man. They, they Big uh, Red gonna give them an opportunity to leave, man. Didn't he? Didn't he give him like a week last time? Um. When like he was four here? or five days, man. Yeah, he gave him like four or five days yeah. uh, when he was and, here. And players play hard for you because of that, man. Yeah. yeah you don't think yeah. they come back and play hard for it because they want those little perks when they get them. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. You know? Exactly. All right. Let's go to our defensive rankings for week Ooh. one. This is individuals, and this Individual. isn't necessarily, Ooh. you know, Ooh. like a pecking order kind of thing. It's no. just sort of, no. you know, whoever you feel. And, my, and mind you, it's not based on last night. It's just week one. Okay. Just yep. week one. Um, I'll start. I'll, I'll go, I'm going to go with Jerry Hughes. Jerry Hughes, you know, I don't know if he got talked about enough this week. How about two sacks and an interception? Yep. I mean, he came up huge. As a in, defensive in, end. Yeah, in, in week one. And I think he's kind of an underrated player to begin with. So yep. I have him at five. I have Von Miller, who had the two sacks against his old team, who, who was just so disruptive. And he, you really saw how much the Rams missed him in that in that first game. Uh, I go with Jordan Hicks. Jordan Hicks, 14 tackles in a sack. That is a hell of a game, man, for yes, a linebacker. Uh, Highsmith, I go uh, from Pittsburgh. I go number two. Uh, three sacks, picked up a lot of the slack when Watt went down. So I have him at number two. And I have Khalil Mack, who got another one last night. But I'm just going with the three sacks that he had in week one for, for the uh, Chargers. So I go Hughes, Miller, Hicks, Highsmith, Mack. All M's and H's. Ooh. For my top five, <laughs> I, I just noticed that. Yes, He's like, you didn't have a uh, Kamu Gouje Hill in there. He had a great week. He, he, had he did. He's a former he Eagle. Did. Yeah, for the Texans. Kamu. Good one. Um, then I got to go with Derwin James. Mm. Derwin James, man, is just a monster, man. And and you know, even before last night, man, the way he was able to control everything around the, the goal line. When it came to when they played against the forty, I mean um, the Raiders, you know, I I, I got to give them props. Uh, next, um, I was looking at it, man, and I I'm I'm, I'm kind of cross between Minka, you know, Minka Fitzpatrick and Jordan Hicks. You know, what Minka I'm saying? got the defensive player of the week. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, he 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 balled, you know. So I, I'm gonna go I'm gonna go Hicks and then Minka, and then from there. I, I, I was kind of thinking about going with the, the um with um the kid from from the kid from um what do you call it that um Walker went the first in, with Jacksonville. He had two sacks in the game. Oh, Trayvon, yeah, Trayvon, Trayvon Walker. Trayvon, yeah. yeah, Trayvon yeah. Walker. And then I then I you know number one, you gotta go with um Khalil Mack. You gotta go with Khalil Mack. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he feels like he it's like a rejuvenation for him there. It kind of feels like it's crazy. Yeah. How about you, Gutter? Um, I picked four linebackers and I picked two players from the same team, which is which is weird. And four, four, my number five player. It's funny when I picked this player number five. I'm like, there's no way Barrett or Rob will pick this player. And Rob said it right out of the gate. Jerry Hughes. Um, he only had three tackles in the game, but two of them were for a sack, one interception, and a forced fumble. He was significant in that team, hanging around and being able to tie Indy the way they were. At number four, it would be Jordan Hicks, 14 tackles, nine solo tackles, and a quarterback sack. Number three, Alex Highsmith. He had three sacks against Cincinnati and a forced fumble. 
um, you know, I don't think he gets a lot of credit because of who, you know, everything centers around T.J. Watt on that team. Everything. You everything. Know, but this kid, Alex, yeah, this yeah. kid, Alex Highsmith, can play, man. He can flat out ball. Number two, got to be my boy, Kamu Garouche Hill. 18 tackles, 14 solo tackles. Woo. And, I mean, are you serious? That's how you had in there. You tackles? Know, and pull the upset or whatever it was. The, the I, see, I thought you guys would call me a homer because I picked him. That's why I put him at number no. five. No. You know what I'm saying? That's why I put him at uh, five. So, I mean, 18 tackles is ridiculous. His, it he's is. Around, that's, that, those are the type of numbers they used to give um, – What's his name? The linebacker from, Lord, from Lawrence Taylor. No, no, the linebacker from uh, Keekly. Oh, no, Keekly. From, well, him too. Yeah. But then you yeah. have once Ray start get, Ray Lewis start Ray getting Lowe. old. Yeah, he'd fall next to it. He wouldn't even be touching the tackler, and they give him a tackle. He'd fall right next. He'd be an inch from the tackle. Yeah, like his hand would his hand might brush his jersey, and they oh that's a tackle for him, <laughs> and they give him a half a tackle for that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but yeah. no, you know, but I mean. My number that's, one I mean, is, that's, that's, that's a great list, though. That's yeah, my number list. one is definitely Khalil Mack. Three and a half sacks in a season opener. He said I wasn't happy with that. I'm like, yeah. this dude's <laughs> on a mission, man, because he got he had one great year in Chicago, his first year in Chicago, and then all of a sudden he bottomed out in Chicago. He's got new life out there with the Chargers, man. When you got Bosa on the other side, man, it's like a kid in a candy store because all yeah, the heat's exactly. not on him, you know? But see, like, I, I hate when my list, <clears throat> when my list it, you know, you get you got – I put I put Minka and Hicks on the same line, knowing that I was going. I didn't know which one I was going to flip flop, you know. Yep, so, yep. so so Hill, James, and then it was it was a toss up between Hicks and Minka, and then Mac is the undisputed. Yeah, no question. And, and I took Von Miller off my list. I yeah. had him on my list, and I took him off the list because yeah, of these other guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he didn't even make my list. Notice we didn't have any Eagles on our list. I wonder no. why. No. I could tell. <laughs> You got to go out there and do something, right? Yeah, it's not a good sign. Not a good sign. Yeah, you, I mean, you went out and you got Hassan Reddick. You went out and you got James Bradbury. You got Kaiser White. You got uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Went back and got Fletcher Cox. You brought him back for fourteen yes. million a year. Uh, I mean, yes. you got a, you got fourteen tied up in him, twelve tied up in Hargrave. You know, BG getting his. Uh, there's a lot of money. You got a first round pick in Jordan Davis uh, along that defensive line, and you could only muster you know, one sack thanks to a bad snap. They really, I think, I think what's happened this week guys is not that Jonathan Gannon isn't catching. He he is obviously, right, but right. I think because people tend to hyper-focus on, on Jalen hurts. I don't know that the defense is being skewed as much as it should. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think they should be catching more for, for this performance or lack thereof. Oh yes. On, on oh yes. I think we're oh, yes. trying to be kind because it was the first game. That's yes. fair. See, the hype was so great. We talked more about this defense than we did the offense. The hype was so great. And it was such a, an emotional letdown. They were happy that the Eagles won the game, and people are going, Whew, we won that game against yeah. a team everybody thought, well, most people thought would blow Detroit out. It was a lot closer than it was. But then all of a sudden, soon as we said, man, they won the game. But wait a minute. This defense stunk up the joint. With all this high power and high price defense, big name players, they stunk up the joint. You know, so it was emotion, it was like an emotional high, and all of a sudden, immediately an emotional low because one side was so good, yet the other side was no bad. There was no common ground between the two. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, yeah, bad guys. It's, I'm just so disappointed in the defensive line, you know, as, as a whole, you know, that, that, you know, because I really can't give you an accurate assessment on 
how the D-backs played because the defense aligned. And, you know, it, it really skewed me on on how I look at the defense as a whole. I, I just can't see yeah. that yeah. line not doing, you know, anything really in, in, you know, in the entire game. I mean, it seemed like once they got gassed with those trap plays, you know, you see guys, you know, the air came out a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Guys taking bad angles, you know, people not hitting their fits uh, from the linebacker position and a safety position. A lot of like that 51 yard run. Um, It's expected that um, that CJ Garner Johnson would have the wrong fit. I mean, he just got there 10 days ago. Now he's playing, starting it in safety. safety. So he's not going to have the right fit. He's not going to be able to go up and roll up there and and, and make a tackle um, where he's supposed to fit in because he didn't know where he's supposed to fit in. Yeah. So I couldn't really judge him like I wanted to judge it and and give an accurate assessment on how good he's going to be. To me, to be honest, and this this is the first time I've probably said this on I've said it behind closed doors, but I really think that Garner Johnson is a more aggressive corner than Maddox. So – I would have put him at the at the slot and then move Maddox to safety. Gotcha. It'll have been an easier transition for the defense because as a as a you know safety, Maddox would have known, all right, I know where I knew my I know where my help is. Mm-hmm. So I had to have to know where I'm supposed to be helping at because I knew where the help I wanted was. Right. So it would have been mm-hmm. an easier transition for him to fit in and get in there. I also think that, you know, you're looking at how aggressive he is. He might have been a better slot corner than Avante Maddox. Mm-hmm. That just might have been the truth. No, you ha- Look, you said it from the jump, and we'll, we'll see how it plays out if it, if it ends up uh, ends up changing. All right, let's take a timeout. We're going to come back. Can't wait to talk to Amy Fadul. We're going to jump around everything from Phillies mm-hmm. to Eagles to Sixers with Amy, who has unbelievable versatility. We'll do that when we get back. D-Gun, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis, we are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network. Let's talk Razor Technology because – with cyber threats that like ransomware on a seemingly endless uptick and the risk of a breach or data loss higher than ever, the need to know just who is accessing your network systems and applications is mission control. Identity management for Razor Technology is a holistic framework of policies and technologies that lock down access to the right users for only the right reasons. They deploy cutting-edge solutions that identify, authenticate, and monitor access across your entire IT system. Razor Technology determines how users gain an identity in your system, what roles they need to fill, and enforces access controls with network protocols, digital certificates, behavioral analysis, and secure identification methods. Talk to Razor Technology today to learn. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. How to identify management and reduce the risk of data breach while avoiding costly errors and downtime due to lack of access. Contact Razor Technology today at 866-797-3282, 866-797-3282, or visit them online at razor-tech.com, razor-tech.com.
go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. It's the number one news at 10 p.m. Action news on PHL 17. Join Shari Williams, Gray Hall, Deuces Rogers, and meteorologist Adam Joseph for all the big stories at a time that's right for you. Action news at 10 p.m. on PHL 17. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say. But as I always say. It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> Go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go back. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go Birds. Sports take on this Friday. Hope you're doing well. Thanks for joining us, Barrett Brooks, Derek Gunn, Rob Ellis. We are joined by our next guest. You can see her virtually in a, in a million different roles almost every night on NBC Sports Philadelphia. You can follow her on Twitter as well at Amy Fadul NBCS. And Aim, a little birdie told me that there may have been a an anniversary uh, recently. That's just what my sources are telling me. I don't know how, how true it is. Is that correct? That is correct. Ten years. Ten years the other day. Happy wow. anniversary. Happy anniversary. See you and our guy, Sean. We, Thank we, uh, you. We're happy for you. Ten awesome. years. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's the wedding that Derek Gunn refused to go to. Even though that is not true. What is, why do you keep telling this yeah. lie? I did yeah. not refuse to go to it. Exactly. Were you grilling that day? You had too much going on on the deck yeah. or something? No. no. I Michelle gave him a day off and he said, no, I want to work. Yep. 
That sounds about right. Yeah. Amy, we used to be family until this moment. <laughs> oh my goodness! See, now see, that's what it's. See, I'm, I'm glad she's giving you the slack, man. I'm, I'm glad she it's about it. time one of somebody else beat up on you for a little <laughs> while. To be honest, yeah, I never got an invitation. To be quite honest, oh jeez, incorrect because I got a really nice RSVP from Trish. So. Look at that look. Hold up, somebody's somebody's at the doorbell. I'll be back. Your signal's breaking up, Derek. Yeah, can't hear you. Oh my god! All right, let let me save him, Amy. All right, from from himself, actually. Um, So, look, we'll we'll jump. We're going to jump all over the place, but I do want to start with the Phillies. uh, Here, because you know we're on the cusp of a team probably winning ninety-one games here, somewhere in that neighborhood, and I know. Mm We are in the midst now of Eagles hysteria to an extent, but it feels a little underplayed to me. And it may be, Eamon, I'll ask you this. This is where I'll start. Is some of it because they haven't been playing great teams, which changes tonight, but is that su- that has, is that something to do with it, you think? I do. Um, I just think it's one of those things where, you know, it's it, the good news is, is when, and you know, when they've played these bottom feeders, these teams that are below them in the standings, they don't win those games. They haven't beaten the Marlins. They it's the first time they've ever won five straight series from the Marlins like Mm -hmm. ever. So you're, you're looking at winning records in the division. They have a better than 62% winning percentage in the NFCs. Now you throw out the Mets, that number goes way up. Obviously they haven't played well against them, but they have played well against everybody else. So that could be, it also could be that they're, you know, with Bryce Harper going down, it, there was a lot of guys stepping up, but it wasn't household names. You got to know them. You got to know the Matt Veerlings and Bryson Stotts and, you know, Stubbs and, and guys like that. Yeah. Mayton, Sosa. Yeah. But it didn't have the star power. Kyle Schwarber really, he was the only guy carrying this team in June. I mean, let's face it. Without his June and July, this team would have been left for dead. And then now you see Real Muto obviously is caught back up. So I think that has something to do with it. And, you know, obviously that they're, they just everybody looks down like, oh, they beat the Marlins. Oh, they beat the, the Pirates. The good news is, is you're saying that as opposed to in years past, Ricky Bo and I were talking last night, the year that they were in, it was the shortened season from the pandemic. All they had to do was win one of their last five, one of the last mm-hmm. and they lost all of them, including the final series <laughs> against the Marlins. It was like incredible. Yeah. You like, just yeah. be one of these teams and three mm-hmm. of them were against the Marlins. So it was it's a little bit of that. It's a little bit of the, the lack of star power consistently, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, the funny thing is you look at some of the ratings and on an Eagle Sunday, I'm thinking I did the show, of course. And I was like, no one's, they did because one, it was a rain delay, but two people just watch, they just always have it on and the interest is there. And obviously I think it's going to be, you know, incredible. I, I hope that there is at least a home playoff game. I mean, the way that the season ends, because they have to make up that series against the Astros that was, you know, bagged because of the whole collective bargaining group, they finish on the road like a dozen games. So they're not going to be here. And then, of course, they would go on the road because they would be the wild card team. So they wouldn't be here for, what's it, like two, two and a half weeks. It's almost. a long so stretch. Hoping, yeah. yeah, you're hoping they get yeah. to the NLDS and then they can get a home home game for this crowd because it would just – it would be awesome. Yeah. Hey, Amy, how concerned are you about the inconsistencies in this pitching staff? I mean, Falter is basically being the most consistent pitcher. Yeah. And when you talk about the relievers, even Robertson, who was lights out when he initially got here, now has been up and down. You don't know what you're going to get from this staff, especially against the better teams now. Yeah, you know, they were really taxed uh, in that road series 
you know, against the Giants, against yep. the Diamondbacks. And then they came back and then you you had guys that were barely able, starters barely able to make it out of the fifth inning. So they really got added on to. And then they had that crazy rain delay. So they had to pitch all in that. I mean, there's certain guys that the good news is, is Eflin is back. Um, you're mm-hmm. hoping that he would be a guy that could get you some of those innings that you need to eat. If your starter can't go past the fifth or sixth, he could eat up the sixth, seventh, and maybe even into the eighth, because obviously he is a starter. He's not going to be in that starting rotation. Um, he's just not prepared for that. He's not, mm-hmm. you know, elongated in his routine, but he's a nice arm. But yeah, I mean, Derek, there's definitely some concern. The bullpen started off so rocky. And it was just kind of one of those, like, of course, the bullpen is bad again. And then mm-hmm. they became really good. Like, it was, you know, 17 straight scoreless innings, 42 innings with only, you know, uh, just above a one-run earned average. So you're thinking that was good. And then the wheels kind of started to come off with yep. Robertson, with Brad Hand, with Brogdon. You're thinking, oh, gosh, is this the same story? So now it's just – it's. It's a fight to the finish. It's just about staying as healthy as possible, trying to use them as least as possible. But it, there is a concern because the starters are, I mean, Zach Wheeler, hopefully he's back on, you know, we'll see. Tuesday would be his next scheduled start. It looks like he's going to make it. Um, and then number two, Aaron Nola. Okay, so you're, you're feeling okay about that. Mm-hmm. And then the number three is like Bailey falter right now uh-huh. I mean, think yep. about it this was august 1st and you told me bailey falter would have been one of your key starters as you head to the playoffs i would have been like well give me some of whatever it is that you're having because that's insane <laughs> <laughs> but it's true i mean it's insane there's no way you would have thought bailey falter is going to be your guy in late september so yeah i mean there is a concern um i think ranger suarez has shown that he can be relied upon um but his problem is, you know, making it out of the sixth inning. He, his yeah. wheels kind of start to get a little bit mm-hmm. rusty in that fifth or sixth. So then it's like, uh-oh. But the good news is that having Eflin back, I think, definitely shores up any question marks you would have in that. But, yeah, I mean, though it's Syndergaard, unless he has, an, like, an unbelievable oh, – He's yeah. out. Like, he's yeah, he's done for me. Like, you can't rely on that guy late September. And yeah. then so you're now you're looking at, like, okay, Gibson, he's been okay. But – are we looking at okay? Is that what we're doing? We're doing just yeah. okay now? We can't be just okay, you yeah. know? Well, let me ask you this then. You know, my glass is always half full. I mean, I'm, I'm always taking a positive look at everything. And I'm looking at the, the bottom of that lineup. You know, you got Brandon Marsh. You got Stotts. All these guys playing above and beyond what I thought they were oh, going to yeah. play. But, you know, we're starting to get other guys starting to come back, you know, with, with you know, the Schwarber and all these guys. They kind of took like a little two-week break. But now they're starting to come back. Mm-hmm. Am I just looking at it, you know, with rose-colored glasses that, no. all right, they're going to be good when it counts, when the playoffs are here. So not don't worry mm-hmm. about them because the back of my lineup are learning how to be good, which will make them good going into the playoffs with along with Bryson, you know, and all those guys playing at a high level. Am I, am I being too? No, I know? don't think you're being too optimistic or too, you know, rosy on it. The thing is, the one thing that we learned when this team you know, was taken over by Rob Thompson is that everybody likes to know their role. And when they're in their role, they do better. The, the bullpen knew exactly who was coming in. Who was, there was none of this, oh, it's closer by committee. It's not a closer by committee. There was one closer, Sir Anthony, and we were good. Obviously, he got injured, but now he's on his way back to getting back to that form. But everybody knew, I'm the three-hole hitter. I'm the two-hole hitter. I'm the four. I'm the whatever. That's good. Casey Feeney, one of our producers, has a great stat last night. So Hoskins went out. Hopefully he's back in a day or two. They moved up uh, Gene Segura. And he's anytime he bats one through four, 
he's batting 168. If he's mm. batting his usual like five through eight lower part of the lineup, like you're talking about, B, he bats almost double 324. I mean, it's yeah. mind blowing. Mm. So that just goes to show that when the guys are in their role, when the guys are at the back of the the road, the bottom of the the lineup, they know their role. They know they have to pick up the slack. And I think the one thing that was really good is that when Kyle Schwarber scuffled and when Reese Hoskins goes on one of his dips, because we all know he's streaky. And then obviously when Bryce Harper was out, all those guys were so relied upon and they knew I had to step up. And so that's something they can draw from, I think, in late September. The Garrett Stubbs, the Bryson Stotts, the Nick Maytons, the Matt Veerlings, um, even a guy like Derek Hall when he gets the call back up. You know, I thought maybe he would get the call back up if Reese Hoskins had to miss any time just because he was a reliable bat for them, obviously. So it'll be interesting to see. But I don't think it's too optimistic to say that those guys are going to be able to pick up where they they know they can. I mean, Bryce Harper knows what he can do. I think when he was bad, they batted him fourth the other day. And it was he was just like it wasn't good for his mojo. He didn't do well. They bat him the next night. Third, he hits a home run. You're like, okay. Let's yeah. stop with the experimenting in the lineup. Right. Take everybody where they're supposed to go. Schwarber, get back at number one. Exactly. Like, I get it. He's, he's not a traditional leadoff, but he hits from there. So who cares? You know? Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Hey, I, look, I, the other part of this is that I think we've sort of just almost taken it for granted a little bit, but 58 and 34 under Thompson, 22 and 29 under Girardi. That's one of the all-time flips on a season with a managerial change I, I could ever remember. I don't know about historically or anything. Mm. I didn't dig it, dig it up. But that, that is unreal what they've done under him. I mean, it's, it was to the point where if he wasn't in the manager of the year conversation, you were wondering why the conversation was being had. I get Buckshow Walter. I get, obviously. But you look at what the Mets have, and you're thinking, yeah, that's good. They had some injuries, but – they have two of the best pitchers in all of baseball. Mm-hmm. They have Pete Alonso. I mean, they have some really good talent. This guy not only took over a team that was completely just treading water and they could barely keep their head above it, and then their star MVP goes down. They started their starting pitchers start dropping like flies, and he still managed to be above 500 at the All Star break. And then now you're looking at it. It was he just kept building 15 games over 500, 16 games over 500. I mean, we're in pre- unprecedented territory to your point about, you know, 17, 18 games over. We haven't been there. Mm-hmm. Dar- Barrett, you were still like playing football the last yeah. time. You might have been a K-State. I'm not really yeah. sure, but it, it, it was a long time ago. So yeah, I, I think that it's gone a little bit under the radar. Um, maybe it is because of who they played. I, I'm not really sure, but if I'm on the national stage and I'm seeing somebody that's taken a team and turned them around 30 plus wins over 500 compared to where they were, I mean, they would have finished maybe right at 500 under mm-hmm. once again. And now you're looking, you know, 18 games over 500, 17, wherever they finish. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a 30 game swing in my opinion. Yeah. Hey, Amy, any concerns whatsoever? Schwarber's not hitting home runs with the frequency that we had grown accustomed to seeing him. And, and basically Harper is still not where we want to see Harper at the plate. Yeah. I mean, I think that, you know, the, at this point in the season, everybody's a little bit banged up. Obviously mm-hmm. Bryce is still kind of getting back there. I think mm-hmm. Schwarber has been banged up. We've seen him kind of get some of the days off here and there. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's the one thing that's been hurt about having Bryce Harper not be able to play in your right field is that, the DH, which was such a gift to the Phillies this year, kind of got wiped out because 
you, there's only one DH and it's Bryce Harper. You're obviously going to have him in the lineup. You're not going to sit him. So I think that that's been a little bit because there have been some great times to give Kyle Schwarber a spell and have him as your DH, mm -hmm. but you can't do it now that Harper's back. So there is a little bit of concern, but I think we've seen Schwarber be able to hit your know, singles and doubles. I think the mm -hmm. expectation is that he hits the bombs because he can't, I mean, geez, he can hit like 400 yard or 400 feeters, not even like bat and eye, but there is a little bit. I was also really buoyed that you look at a guy like Brandon Marsh last night. I mean, here's a guy in that Marlins series really came to play because that offense was terrible. If you yeah. think about it and the entire Marlins series, it was just not very good. And he came to hit every single, and they had tweaked it. Kyle Long, the hitting coach had said, listen, we are going to do some things with a swing. And maybe now you're seeing the results of it. Timing is perfect because you have a guy in Kyle Schwarber where, you know, one for four is fine. If the one is a home run, but if it's a single, and then no one's batting behind them. It's like, well, what was the point of that? So you really need to get a little bit more production out of the top of that lineup. But you have a guy like Brandon Marsh that if you do have someone on, he can come through. So there is some concern, but I think it's they're going to hopefully they can clinch some somewhat early. I mean, maybe the last series early so you can get some of those guys a little bit of extra rest because the season ends and then all of a sudden the day you have one day and then you travel and then boom. Yeah. the playoffs start. I mean, there is no rest for the weary. It's not like the NBA where you get like a week off or something crazy. Yeah. 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 Four or five <laughs> nights off between games. Exactly. Yeah. Um, let, let's go to the Eagles. And unfortunately, Amy's <laughs> got to put up with Barrett on birds huddle. Sometimes but we won't, we won't really get Today. into that. I'm I was going to say, I'm praying for you, but after you dime me out at the top of the second, I can't do that. And stuff. You, see, you we're working a day. You see, know. Yeah, see look, shots are, shots are being fired all along. But the, tell you, this is, one thing this is every think. day. Yeah, this one thing that me and Amy don't we don't agree upon. We just don't like it now. You she need always to tries read the prompter. No, I you're really good at it. I don't it. read prompter. And you she Amy, don't, always don't lie for him, Amy. Don't lie for him. I've seen I've seen him do it. He did it the other day. He and Jason Avant did a segment themselves, and the, that side of the studio is reserved for the host, which is why that's where Barrett stands. He's the host of the show. We're just there to kind of you know move it along to commercial Set break. Set him up, yeah. And exactly so. As the host, he had to introduce Jason Avant with a question, and it was on the teleprompter, and he read it as if he had been reading prompter for years. And I what? said, see? And he forces yep. me to, bro. He forces me to. He forces me It's, it's right. forced. And I keep telling her no, but she forces the issue. She's always yep. like, well, you can just have Bar Barrett will do it. Just have him do it. That's Barrett right. Like, Amy, don't know. No, Amy, Amy, it's the only way he's going to learn, right? A Amy knows what's learn. best, Barrett. Okay. Like, let's just leave just it. Just trying to help. Yes. So, hey, little football here. Um, I want to start with this. Let's let's go right into it. Gaddon. Um, you know, he's he's taking a lot of heat. I think people wanted to pounce on him to begin with before mm -hmm. the season even started. And yeah. then Sunday didn't do anything to dispel that. Um, they didn't show up. You know, the offense saved their bacon on Sunday. This is going to be another challenge because this team throws a heck of a lot more weapons at you than Detroit did. What's your feeling going into this one? Not good. I mean, 35 points. That and um, yikes. I think everybody came away with like, you know how you don't get another head coaching interview is give them 35 <laughs> points to the Lions. I mean, yes. what in the world? It was just, it was mind blowing. Like you wanted to be good. That's not a good resume builder yeah. right there for you guy. No, I mean, they said it themselves and they're saying all the right things. They know how explosive Justin Jefferson is, Dalvin Cook. I mean, this is a really high powered offense. And I know it's Kirk Cousins and say what you will. He's a game manager and he manages the game because he has got some of the most incredible athletes to even play on the field right now. So he can throw he can throw it. He's got a good, accurate arm. Um, is it the strongest arm in the league? No. But 
the thing is, they're going to have to, and I heard you guys talking right before I came on, it was Gardner Johnson. Wow. I mean, it was also not a resume builder tape for him. And Barrett, he had said it as soon as they signed him. Like, he's, he's in the pos- wrong position. They need to switch him and Maddox. I think that was pretty obvious. They also need to have a little bit more bracket coverage because it was, I mean, we all know what DeAndre Swift can do, but it was, there was too many people when they would, they would come over the top and you're thinking, is this like some kind of prevent defense? You have (laughs) 15 yard cushion. And I'm like, where's the guy? Oh, there he is. You have to zoom all the way out. I'm like, there he is. (laughs) What a weird coverage over the top for a, you know, whatever, like a dump pass or an over the middle. So I, I am a little concerned just because we, we know what the Vikings can do. The good news is it's obviously at home. I think that does help the Eagles Monday night football. You know, the guys having tape now does help. That first game out of the gates, you know, Barrett can obviously speak to this, is always, I think, a little bit rough. It's always rough on the kickers. You see that. Um, there were so many kicks that were missed. You see a lot of turnovers because it's just – and I think it's also a product, and I know the Eagles coaches blew it off as a, other coaches – no life hitting, I think, in, in training camp. It's just a real problem, and you see that. So the good news is is maybe they got their stinker out of the way. But, no, I mean, I don't have a good feeling at all. I mean, if you put up 35 points on the Eagles' defense and you're the Lions, what are the Vikings going to do? I mean, 45, yeah. 55? Yeah, it's, a, it's definitely concerning. I mean, the good news is they, they saw it, and they can at least look at tape to see where they can kind of shore that up. But, I mean, some of the coverage was just really questionable. Mm-hmm. That's because the pass rushes was questionable, you know. Yeah, well, there wasn't any. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. Or the lack thereof, yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. So, so we, you know, it's, it's – now, well, let me ask you this. Does Fletcher have enough? Does Hargrave have enough? Yeah. The, those two in the inside, they're going to dictate how good this this defense is going to be, along with, you know, Davis. When yeah, who didn't get the – yeah, I was going to say, that was, that was a big question. You're thinking, well, if you're seeing your team struggle this mm-hmm. much, especially on that front four – why wouldn't you just put in Jordan Davis? I mean, a at freak least of nature. His, his physical body alone will stop something. <laughs> like, sit on DeAndre you, you Swift just and just stay right there. Panic. I know they're not running by there. You know, exactly. just stay right there. But you'll just be our block of wall here, and then we'll make we'll get everybody else this way. So yeah, I mean, Fletcher Cox. Obviously, expectations for him are always high. We know who he is. Is he that guy anymore? No, he's not. Can he still be good? Yeah, of course he can. But I think that. Sunday was a bit of an eye opener on how much maybe we should expect of him. Do we really expect him to be maybe not at a Pro Bowl level, but even at at like a semi Pro Bowler level, yeah, like half of where it, it, right. it was really jarring to me when you watch like a specific plays where and they talked about it. Obviously, you guys did on all of your post game shows of just how much he was pushed right and up, like right up front, and you're thinking. That old line was okay for the Lions. Right. They're they're not, you know, the worst I've ever seen, but they aren't the best. And he was getting beat. I mean, you saw him falling down. You saw him getting swim moved, like right past. And all of a sudden, he's you know he's he's gone this way, where the quarterback mm-hmm. is over here or the running back. And so there really wasn't any pass rush. I felt like there was no defensive pressure. So yeah, I mean, I would hope that they would have a real you know come to Jesus type of meeting in that defensive line room and be like, listen, like you guys are getting your asses beat. And it wasn't even that good of a line. Wait until you go against a good line. And exactly. and the Vikings do have a good line. I mean, mm-hmm. the, there are good lines out there. The Lions are – they're an okay line. But they they absolutely – there was a couple, like, he just literally just, like, put his arm up. And next thing you know, Fletcher is, like, 
pushed off like six yards. I'm like, how, who is Fletcher Cox getting pushed off for six yards when the play is this way? And he's, you know, was pushed so hard he's gone the other way. It was really, that was eye-opening to me. I didn't expect that. I didn't think he was going to be as good as he has been, but I didn't think he was going to be that far off. Hey, Amy, give us your perspective on Jalen Hurts having to run the ball 17 times in a game. I mean, Ooh. he was running for his life on most of them. A few were called yeah. run design plays, but for the most part, this man's running for his life. Yeah, it was definitely – I remember we were sat there. It was like right after the first quarter, and I'm thinking, is that – do you really want him at like, what was it, 50-something yards rushing, yeah. and then it was yeah. like 60-something yards by halftime? Is that what you're looking for? You're looking for – and they had said they, they weren't. We're not looking for this guy to do that. So it was I, – I mean, I understand there's one or two that may have been design play runs, you know, like a, mm-hmm. a deep – DP, uh, I don't even think it was like DPO. It was like almost like he just would like tuck it because he's like, my first option's not there, then I'm just going to go. So I'm not sure what the thought process was. How much was him just being like, I got to get out of here because, and then when he didn't, because you could tell it was definitely a, a point of interest at halftime. And then when he didn't, then he's yeah. falling all over the place because he's getting, you know, um, touched or as soon as he passes yeah. the ball, he's down and, and sacked. Or you know, rushed out of the pocket, and now he's having to run to the sideline, so he doesn't running get running for drilled. his life. So, That's what yeah. he was running for his it life. Was, yes, it was. And there was another thing: this offensive line, best in football, number one in football. And you're thinking, okay, give the kid like I don't longer than a second. Yes. So I think that there's some his decision making does have to be a little bit faster. I don't know that how quickly he can go through his progressions before his his mind is like, I just got to get out of here. Mm-hmm. And that's such a fine line. You've seen that before. And Barrett knows I've talked about this. Ben Roethlisberger used to drive me insane because he would hold on the ball forever because that guy got old and he couldn't run anymore. But he could walk the line of, I'm going to hold on to it until there's a guy like right here so I can at least plant my feet and just throw something. He probably held on it too long, which is why his ankle, I think, got rolled up on every season. I feel like the guy had a high ankle sprain every season. But Jalen Hurts needs to like, Watch some of the guys that do have a, a quicker progression read. Um, there are Brady. old and new, obviously yeah. Tom Brady. But you look at Eli Manning. He was always very good with the quick pro- progressions. Those Tom Brady gets the ball out so fast. Mm-hmm. But he, you got to have that trust level. And you're thinking <clears throat> in his mind, I don't know this, but is Jalen thinking if it's not there for AJ, am I just dumping out? Is that what it was? Is that why Devontae didn't have any catches? Um, is that why there wasn't many targets for the other receivers? Like Pascal and Quez Watkins, is it like my number one is this? Uh oh, I can't. There's a guy right here. I got to d- dump and run. So to me, that that was very concerning, and you could tell it was that something they talked about at halftime because he didn't do it as much as far as run, and then then he just had to run away because there was people chasing him because there was no protection. Mm. <laughs> All right, and lastly, Sixers. Uh, you know we're close here, believe it or not. I know. Most of them reporting to the Citadel, not for service, but for a training camp. Yeah. Um, They've made some moves in the offseason. It's been an interesting one. It's never dull with them, that's for sure. Mm. But I guess the question I have is, do you – your sense right now as we go into this, have they improved themselves where they're in the conversation and or better than Miami, Milwaukee, Boston, et cetera, mm. the big boys in the mm. in the East? Yeah. Uh, they've improved themselves more than all of those teams? No. Have they? I think they're better than the Heat right now. I think the Heat – shown that in the playoffs that's a very mentally tough physically aggressive team they play you know stout defense obviously we all know about the zone but they had those dogs you know they they had Mm -hmm. pj tucker he was that dog mentality they have kyle lowry 
Those guys do the little things. Sixers, we knew that. We knew that two years ago, three years ago, they didn't have that guy. Um, it's long. You have to go back a long time till you have that guy, that guy that does every little thing for you, doesn't so, show up in the stat sheet, but does those little things. So I think they did get better than the Heat. The thing is, everybody else got good, too. I mean, the Bucks didn't get worse. Middleton's back. Mm-hmm. The Celtics didn't get worse. Um, mm-hmm. And then you have other teams that you, know, you still have the Nets. That's a giant question mark. I think that's an entire train wreck up there. Yeah, but if it ever happen. does come yeah. together, like, watch out. But still got a secret weapon together. up there. Yeah. Yeah. They're probably only yeah. coming together for like 50 games. So yeah. you know, I don't think you have to worry about it too much. But, yeah, I mean, they had one of the best players in the history of basketball on the team. So even if he rolls out of bed and walks onto the court, they're always in the game. The Heat, obviously, um, are still in the conversation. But the Cavaliers. Oh. oh, we're losing. Amy, if you can hear oh, us. Oh, man, I have, I have one more question for her. I have oh, one no. more question. We lost man. Amy. Oh, man. All right. Um, no. That was great. Maybe she'll. Maybe Xander's working on getting her back. We'll, we'll see. But that was uh, – there we got. We got your back, game. We oh. lost you sort of oh. in like mid, mid-thought mid right weird. there. Yeah. I was like, wow. I don't know. Just I, yeah. I don't know if I got a call. I, I'm on silence. But, yeah, so I was just going to say that the Cavaliers got a lot better. I think the Pistons are a good team. The Hawks mm-hmm. are a good team. So the East has definitely come up. And it's yeah. not just the top like it has been. It's it's everybody. So I think they're good. I think Montrez Harrell was a good pickup. It pains me to say that given where he went to college. But he is a very <laughs> nice pickup for this team. So that's why we can't have – we couldn't have Montrez Harrell and Donovan Mitchell. That would have just been too much too much for me. Yeah, yeah too much. You can't. Right, too much last time. one, hey, hey, Yeah, Amy, I got a quick question for you. I noticed behind yeah. you you have a, a, a trap door there. Uh, similar yeah. to Rob Ellis's, but Rob hit his with the banner, the 2008 banner you see there. Yeah. Is that Amy's hiding place to get away from husband <laughs> Sean and the kids and a dog named John? I still can't get over that one. <laughs> uh, when, when they get John on your nerves. I didn't yeah. say it this time. He yeah. still made an appearance. When, when the family gets on your nerves, is that Amy's hiding place? No, Amy's hiding place is in the wine fridge. That is <laughs> that's, that's her that's her baker. That's her baker. Baker's small enough to fit in there. Amy Amy's wine Amy's wine fridge is just around the corner. I just I close that door to the laundry room and say, I'll be back. We want a tour next time, Amy. Next time you're yeah, on, I'll, 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 I'll take you in the little leprechaun okay. door if you want. To <laughs> Amy, during during this segment, somebody said how much would you pay to see if Bear could fit through that trap door? Is that trap door big enough for Bear to fit through? Well, the thing I, is, it actually goes up quite a ways. Does but, it? I mean, no, Bear couldn't fit. But I want to see now. Yeah, yes, now see? we need to make this happen. I got so we're, we're doing Monday show for Amy's house with Bear <laughs> trying to get on that door. I, I, I could I've probably get in, but Crisco. it's getting out of me the problem. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll spray you down with Crisco and um, You'd have to knock the wall out. Shove you in there. The well, foundational issues. No in the way house. I'm not trying that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm uh, definitely trying that. All right. Definitely tonight you guys have Bird's Huddle, correct? What's Six time? o'clock. Six it's o'clock, o'clock. NBC Sports 30. Philadelphia, six six to six thirty. Oh, we are on. And then it re-airs after Philly's post-game live. Hopefully after a win down in Atlanta with Max Freed going against the Rangers for it. Yeah, good stuff. Hey, appreciate it. Great, great catch up. Good seeing you again. Always good seeing you guys. Thanks. Have a good one. That is Amy Fadul. Good stuff there from Amy. All right, let's get a quickie here. We come back. Our guy, Eddie Barkowitz. Eddie B. will be running through some of the games that we like this weekend. Some movement here in the NFC East with some odds. A lot to dip into with Eddie. Don't go anywhere. Derek. 
Barrett, Rob, let's talk a little Flynn Tree Services, people. Yes, Flynn Tree Services is an experienced, licensed, and insured Pennsylvania tree services company that will trim or remove any unwanted trees off of your property. They offer cost-effective solutions to any tree problem that you may face. So if you have any type of tree issues in your property, on your property or in your yard, if you do, they're just a quick phone call away. They are experts trimming all types of trees, and they serve southeastern PA, South Jersey, northern Delaware. Flynn Tree Services specializes in tree removal, stump grinding, as well as tree pruning. Keep in mind, we got storm season you know, among us right now, amongst us. It's a good time to have your trees evaluated. Make sure that they are good to go, not older, not kind of dead. They may go into your neighbor's you know, place, whatever. You want to get that taken care of. You go to their Facebook page or Instagram for more. And get a sample of their work there as well. Give Flynn Tree Services a call at 610-850-2848, 610-850-2848, or online at FlynnTreeServices.com. That's FlynnTreeServices.com. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits go for the stakes and the stakes go to get your parlay on go to get your party on go for the scene go for the screens go for the gallery go for the win go to ocean visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. It's the number one news at 10 p.m. Action news on PHL 17. Join Shari Williams, Gray Hall, Deuces Rogers, and meteorologist Adam Joseph for all the big stories at a time that's right for you. Action news at 10 p.m. on PHL 17. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say... But as I always say... It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank, the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds.
Sports Take is back on this Friday. Rob Ellis, Barrett Brooks, uh, soon to be Derek Gunn in, in his seat. Uh, for sure, we just wrapped things up with Amy Fadul of NBC Sports. Philadelphia, of course, we talked a lot of Eagles in the early going, a lot of NFL in the early going. And uh, we got some big games on the slate this weekend, Barrett, which we will dive into. But joining us right now, you can follow him on Twitter, at Ed Barkowitz. Ed, long time, long time veteran of the Philadelphia Daily News and Philadelphia Inquirer doing excellent work there. But a man who is on top of his game when it comes to sports betting. Eddie B, what's up, my man? Ed, how's it going? Hey, what's going on, guys? How's it going, man? Eddie, all good. All good, brother. Good. Um, so a, a bunch of different stuff to jump into, man, uh, when it comes to the Eagles, because it's amazing how things can can move after just one week. And the Eagles did win. They survived the Lions. Cowboys lose and lose Dak Prescott. Washington wins, but it's kind of a back-and-forth game against the Jaguars team that isn't great. And the Giants somehow, some way, with uber-aggressive decision-making, pull the upset on Tennessee. So things in kind of flux a little bit here when it comes to the NFC East. How much ha- have the odds moved from what it was, you know, prior to the season or a couple months back to what it is right now? And who's the favorite, Eddie? Yeah, upside down. In fact, Robbie, um, the uh, it opened up uh, right right after the Super Bowl that Dallas was favored, and and the sports books will do that because Dallas will get a lot of action. You know, they're America's team. Everybody likes to bet them. You know, for whatever reason, they haven't won mm-hmm. a Super Bowl since. You know, Barrett was in, in college. Um, <laughs> a lot of Barrett but, age references on this show, man. Poor Barrett. <laughs> Sorry, Barrett. I was in, I was just out of college. Uh, anyway, uh, but right yeah, da- Dallas was favorite. Uh, Dallas was favored. Uh, the Eagles were second in the uh, Washington and the Giants. Well, now, after just one week, it is uh, the Eagles who are favored. In fact, they're, they're favored uh, uh, odds on. They're minus 150. Mm. They were plus 300 in February. So you know, not to get too deep into it, but if you bet $100 in February, you win 300 if they win the division right. at, at plus 300. Uh, $100 at their current odds is something like 80 bucks. So th- there's a significant financial difference mm-hmm. where they were versus where they are. Um, one of the more interesting things, uh, uh, Robbie, as you touched on it, is now the Giants – actually have lower odds to win the division than the Cowboys. And wow. that is, I oh think, obviously it's Dak, it's Dak driven. Uh, it would be Dak driven, but I also think there might be a Mike McCarthy um, yeah. uh, element to that too. That's well, unbelievable, man. I mean, lie. after one week, and I look, the Dak thing's a big deal, but you're right. There's got to be more to this. Certainly McCarthy plays into it. But if we were all sitting here a week ago and we said that, we'd say you're nuts. You know what I mean? That's crazy how that's changed. That is, oh, man, hard to believe. It has everything to do with uh, with Dak. You know, Dak was the reason why the odds were the way they were. I mean, he was he's the best quarterback in the division at the time, so I understand why the odds have changed a little bit. But how much do you think, you know, the Giants being more favored is in Dibble's uh, ability to coach, you know, that they believe in him? Or is it their talent? You know, what do you think yeah, is the I, biggest cause of that? Yeah, and I, I would agree with that, uh, Barry. I mean, especially the way that uh, the Giants won the other day with pounding a lot of Saquon, uh, Daniel Jones not making a mistake. Uh, and going for it, you know, down one with, uh, you know, instead of kicking the extra point there, going for it with two. I, I, I think that that's not a move that gets made by Joe Judge. You know, res- disrespect to Joe. I know he's a local guy. But it feels like there's a little more juice in the Giants' room now. 
Interesting. And so uh, the game itself on Monday night, it, it, I, I don't think there's been a huge line shift. I, I, I think early it was two and a half. It's looking like two, depending on where you shop. It, it, what, what are you looking at right now in terms of a spread, the movement, and, and what's your sense of the you know the betting public? Where which side are they favoring? Uh, you know what, Robbie? I, I I was getting some bad audio feedback there. Um, That's okay. I think the, the Eagles the line, line itself it, for the Monday night game. It it, it looks it was yeah. around two and a half. It's it looks like it's down to two depending on where you're looking here. Um, it, has there been any kind of like real hard shift either way from the from the sharps or anything like that? Yeah, yeah. In fact, there has. Uh, it, it's moved slightly down. It was one and a half this morning. The last, uh, I, I'm sorry, when I checked this morning, it was at two before I came on. And this is consensus. You can get them certain places, uh, but uh, it was one and a half uh, this morning. So that tells me, you know, some respected money is coming in on Minnesota. Um, the, you know, the 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 smart money, the sharp money, often comes in earlier as the betting public you know, gets interested in the game uh, later on. More money might come in, but it's the respected money that moves the line. Mm-hmm. Well, well, looking at, um, you know, as we go forward, you know, how does um, how do the Washington football team adjust to that? You know, with Carson being there, you know, I mean, is there any belief in Carson that's making things go back and forth? With Washington? Eddie, can you hear us? Uh, boy. Hello? You know what? All right, here's what we'll do. Xander, let's take Ed down for a minute. Let's uh we'll get you straightened out, Ed. If you can hear me, Xander will get in contact with you and we'll get you fixed up there. Yeah. So he's uh had a little connection issue, which happens. Yeah, it's life. It happens sometimes. Gunner, you're back. What's up, my man? Sorry about that. I was outside uh, making a final decision here. Uh because my wife's not here. So she's basically no, no, G Meta, you don't have to unmute me this time. I, I don't have to be unmuted. I took care <laughs> of it. But it's the final during the final stages of installing that pergola thing. So Okay. They wanted to know whether to come back six inches or go forward six inches. I'm like, oh, man, she ain't here. Whatever Ooh. I say is going to be a problem. Yeah, so, the, boss, the boss needs to make that call. Wrong. <laughs> but I, had to make the, I had to make the determination because we're having an outlet installed and we need to get back in there. So, so I made the call. It's my right. call, baby. There you right. go. There you go. Eddie, What's up, we got, Eddie? We got you back. Gunner's back, too, with you, man. Oh, good. That, that, that allows me to ask my question. Derek, uh, I've been told yes. that first-timers – First timers on this show get five pounds of barbecue prepared by Derek. <laughs> is that, yes. is that accurate? Yes. No, it's that's two and a half know. pounds. Not five, two and a half. That's still not bad. Ed, that's better than we do. Okay. Oh, yeah. good. <laughs> oh, Come oh on, God. Eddie. I thought you were on my side, man. Oh, I am. Yeah. No, getting I'm, killed I'm, today, I'm begging, Ed. He's, he's no, getting I'm, from all directions, oh, man. man. I'm begging for barbecue. I'm, I, I'm telling I'm, you. I'm dying I'm telling you. Eddie, I, I, you, yeah. I know there's some really good in-game props for, uh, for this Eagles-Vikings game. You, you want to share a couple with the people that kind of might be neat with something to catch your eye a little bit? Well, yeah, they're, they're, they're pregame, just to be clear, the yeah. pregame props. because uh, I'm sorry, pregame, not in-game. I just meant prop bets for the game, sorry. Yeah, sure. Yeah. And, and there's only a handful up, fellas, uh, because it's a Monday night game, so they're still digesting injury reports and such. And, um, but, you know, you can get some anytime touchdowns, any uh, – uh, um, uh, uh, first touchdown bets. Uh, but the one, there was one that I sort of fell on at DraftKings. And uh, the football guys on the show, Robbie uh, Barrett and, and Derek, 16 to 1, mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson and A.J. Brown have to combine for 300 yards and two touchdowns. Mm. At 16 to 1, 
That feels pretty generous. That feels really generous. That's almost a slam dunk if you ask, you know, what, what the production these two have. I mean, that's 180, 155. I mean, that's just kind of – only thing is – I worry about that yardage touchdown. a little bit. Yeah. Yardage yeah. just worries me. Uh, well, that's why it's 16-1. Yeah. Well, I, would, I think I would worry more so about the touchdowns, you know, because, um, I mean, Justin Jefferson, he can get you too. But, you know, this is this is the second time. He hasn't scored a touch, not even in the preseason. And now in the first game of the season, um, A.J. hasn't scored a touchdown. Yeah, so one they of the use him as a mm-hmm. red yeah. zone threat or what? Well, one of the problems, I think, is, you know, Jalen runs a lot of them in himself. Yes, you know, exactly. Uh, as opposed to throwing. Eddie, do you like that one? You like that prop? I, well, after the way I saw the secondary against Detroit, yeah, a little bit. Um, yeah. Because I, I, I think that Je- you Jefferson know, might do it himself is what you're saying? Well, there's – I mean, Barry, you know better than anybody. There is a lot of ego in those wide receiver rooms. Yes, yes, yes. So you have A.J. Brown in his first home game. Everyone is saying how great Justin Jefferson is. More ammunition for A.J. Brown. Mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson was was not drafted by the Eagles. That's motivation for him. I I don't know. I, I, I just think that that I could see both receivers having monster games. And, and at 16 to 1, you know, I'm not a sharp batter by any stretch, but that feels like something. Why don't we each of us put it 25 bucks up to win, you know, win 400? Right. That's <laughs> a plan. Hey, are you in? Yeah, hey Eddie, Eddie, get the, how do you, get the crowbar out. <laughs> Eddie, Eddie, why do you think prop bets have become so popular in re, especially in recent years? Yeah, I, I that's that's a great question because I think that that it, it's a byproduct maybe of of most betters having especially in this region, I'm outside of the sharp betters. Most betters in the new markets mm-hmm. have backgrounds in fantasy football. So mm-hmm. they can understand what it means for a wide receiver to get two wide receivers to get 300 yards. That's not easy to do. Um, So they understand, you know, what it means for quarterbacks uh, uh, rushing totals to be 75 yards, 75 and a half yards. Do we want to play the over? Do we want to play the under? Um, And and frankly, it's, it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's just a different way to bet a game. Um, But you feel like you're more maybe informed Mm -hmm. with, Single players as opposed as trying to handicap fifty two uh, a fifty two man roster. Mm, okay, that's a good point. That's a good point. I'll tell you what, what you you sent me a few things uh, from prop, a couple props pre show. I'll tell you what I would look at here: Devontae Smith plus fourteen hundred to score the first touchdown. Um, mm. It just sort of feels like kind of based on what you were saying about egos, and I don't think Devontae Smith's a, a, a diva by any stretch, but. I think they're going to try to establish him, and it just sort of feels that way to me. It's more of a gut than anything else, but that could be a nice little payday for you if you, if you drop some coin on that at plus 1,400. Derek, do you think that Minnesota and Barrett, do you think that Minnesota is going to roll their coverage towards A.J. Brown that perhaps Devontae Smith might get a little more room? I do, I, I do think so. I believe I so. Do. Yes. Um, yeah, I, I think they will. I don't think they, they believe in, in – um, Devontae? Devontae, you know, being a, a, a number one as opposed to we're thinking he's a number one. I think they think he's legitimate two, but not a number one. And they're going to try to roll the covers. And also because they're believing the hype as far as Jalen Hurts being best friends with A.J. Brown. So, mm. you know, I mean, that to me, that people, I think betters would think about that. 
Well, I, I, I think I think you also have to add in the equation that we heard about it and then we saw the physicality of an A.J. Brown as well. And we saw how he breaks tackles and drags people down the field. Now, as, for as good of a receiver as Devontae Smith is, he's more of a finesse receiver. He hasn't he doesn't have that physicality yet. He has the elusiveness. He has the great hands, the ability to separate. But in terms of an A.J. Brown, you can't just body him up. You're not going to body him up with a linebacker. So what are you going to do? You're going to have to sl slide some of the coverage over to get to help out, which means you're going to have more single coverages with the like likes of Dallas Goddard and Devontae Smith. So, yes, I do think they're going to try to take A.J. out of this game. And, Robbie, I think another one of the props on the opposite end of that then yep. was uh, Adam Thielen uh, might have been – 16 to one to score the first touchdown. And, yep. and I would think that, that the sort of, it would be 1200 where Minnesota is going to be paying a lot of attention. I'm, I'm sorry, where the Eagles are going to be paying a lot of attention to Justin Jefferson Great and thus maybe feeling, right. uh, you know, can get loose in the, in the red zone. Yeah. Love it. Ed. I, I, I wanted to hit you with this too. Just stay in the NFC East for a minute. The Lions are favored for the first time in 24 games. It's been <laughs> forever, to say the least, uh, when it comes to Detroit. But it's kind of a precarious line. Like, it's it's now down to one most places, depending on where you look. By the time that thing kicks off, man, it might be a push. The, the, I was going to say the other the former name. The, the commanders might be favored by the time the game starts. Do you think that line's going to stay with Detroit being the favorite, the way it's kind of been moving this week? Well, you know, the – it's interesting because uh, Detroit has been a heavy, uh, has been played a lot this summer. A lot of the futures, um, and when I'm not Super Bowls, but you know, over, I think their win total was six and a half. Uh, so, so they've gotten a lot of attention, and you know, Hard Knocks probably plays into that with you yeah. know the, yes. the, the uh, you know the um, yep. amateur amateur better sees Dan Campbell yep. go crazy on Hard Knocks and and, and sort of likes them. Um, and frankly, that they you know they they didn't they, that team. For whatever reason, does not roll over, I, and you know they, you know they're not very good record-wise, but I think they're a dangerous team. And the idea that that they're laying one, you know, against Carson Wentz, you know, is I, I do think I think they'll go off favored, frankly, because I think that you know there's a lot the the general the amateur money, the the, the square money is still yet to come in. Um, so I think Detroit will maybe go back up to one and a half too. Right. Hey, Eddie, how do you handicap this Carolina Giants game? The Giants have the potential to be off to a 2-0 start for the first time since 2016. Um, how would you handicap this game? You know, I I hear you. And I, I think the Carolina, uh, they're, they're, they're not trending up. And I, I, I like the Giants. I think the Giants, they got, they, again, we, we talked about it briefly, but they got new juice in the, uh, in the, uh, in the locker room. They got new juice in the, in the front office. And they have an angry Saquon Barkley. Mm -hmm. you know, he was, he's been, you know, understandably because he's been hurt a lot. Yep. Uh, but yeah, in that, in this situation, uh, I think the Giants are starting to find themselves a little bit. Um, and and I, I like the Giants there. Eddie, I got to ask you about the Phillies, man. Um, yeah, you came in the weekend with a 97.1% chance of making the playoffs, according to baseball reference. There's an 8% from a week ago. Um, you know, when they're stepping in to play the Nats and the, and the, and the Marlins, et cetera. I mean, your estimation, pretty good, pretty good uh, lock here to get in. Correct. Well, you would think so, but we've, we've seen enough heartbreak. Um, 
But yeah, you would think that they they should be okay. Uh, you know, not getting swept by the Braves would help this week yes. weekend. Um, you know, but it, I, I really give Rob Thompson a lot of credit, and, and maybe even the clubhouse too. There there have been times where they've had these just just disheartening losses. You know, the Mets got them. You know, in the last that that Sunday night game, mm-hmm. uh, and they came back with a decent run. Uh, the the West Coast trip was just awful, and they come back and win. I guess it's what seven of nine. Yeah. So yeah, I think that the idea of them going into a long losing streak uh, mm-hmm. is hard to see. I mean, uh, so they're up two and a half for the first spot, the the well, the second wild card spot, which uh, which would get those first three home ga- first three games at home, which I think would be a significant advantage uh, from mm-hmm. where they are uh, for a short series. Um, you know, what happens beyond that. But, but just to get into the playoffs, I mean, you, you fellas know what a charge it is in this town yeah. for oh, the yes. baseball team to be in the playoffs and the football team to be and the football team to be contenders. It really is exciting. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it's the best. Honestly, when those two things converge, man, there is just such a I mean, you're you're pumped up during the week with playoff games and then, you know, you have the Eagle game coming on the weekend, man. It's as it's as good as it gets. That's for sure. Anything else jump at you uh, out of you, Ed, from the from the weekend? Uh, anything college football wise, pros, whatever. Anything else uh, stand out a little bit? Yeah. My guy at the, one of the guys I know in doing uh, writing about sports betting for a while, uh, Jimmy Vaccaro, who is the uh, one of the bookmakers at South Point. It's one of the uh-huh. one of the Jimmy's been around um, a long time. Yeah, long long time. Uh, he tweeted out um, a ten thousand dollar ticket that somebody had at his his spot on Toledo last week, mm. right? Toledo against uh, UMass, ten grand money line to Jeez. win a hundred and. To win hundred and sixty-six dollars, ten thousand to win one sixty-six. That is insane. What? Yeah. So. Oh my goodness. They win. They win by. Yeah, the line was the line was twenty-eight and a half. They played. Why would UMass. you do that to yourself? The line was. Yeah. Well, there's 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 various reasons that you do that. One one of the reasons there's two reasons. Well, two popular reasons is one is maybe a little nefarious. Um, you know, and you guys can Google why somebody would make a bet like that. But another is somebody who has, you know, who has Derek Gunn type of money. Who right. is just <laughs> trying- <laughs> Derek Gunn doesn't have Derek Gunn type of money. <laughs> well, tell uh, everybody is- what happened. Did they, did, what happened with the result? Yeah, but, but, but somebody who is like a blackjack player who just yeah. maybe from the, the town of Toledo who might not yeah. know, yep. you know, yep. much. And gets ten thousand dollars extra in comps, you know, in room, you know. And just says, so "Here we go." Yeah, yeah, exactly. But what happened was uh, Toledo wound up winning by forty, something forty-five, I believe it was. But the line was twenty-eight and a half. So had he had he laid the twenty-eight and a half, he would have won himself about ninety-two hundred dollars. One, you know, so he mm-hmm. caught, by, by taking the money line, he cost himself about about eighty-nine hundred, eight thousand nine hundred dollars. Oh, but God. at least he had fun, right? Wow. I don't know how fun that what that was. Yeah, that's he was sweating why, for a long time, see? Yeah. And, and, and uh, fellas, quick, that's why those casinos out in Vegas, that's why those casinos keep getting bigger. Yes, right. and <laughs> keep getting built. Yep. Hey, Eddie, I want to throw a baseball uh, topic in it for you. Would you touch the Yankees right now? This was a team that basically was running away with the division. Now they can't find their own footing, and they've let the likes of Toronto and Tampa Bay creep back in to the point that they think they could overtake the Yankees and from a betting standpoint or a Yankees team that you, you would mess with. 
Uh, well, I have to see the numbers, honestly, Dar. I, okay. I, I think that that I think that Houston is live. I, I think okay. that there is a there is money that's if you're going to get New York, get them now, uh, okay. because the New York money as the amateur money comes in, um, there's going to be heavy money on New York, which which may wind up, you know, allaying their odds a little bit. Uh, but they got, you know, they have the best hitter in the game, uh, at mm-hmm. least in the American League. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I and and they have decent pitching. Did they did they stumble a little bit? Yeah, but I'd have to see the odds basically to see and, and what we're talking about. You know, division, uh, LCS or yep. or World Series. But yeah, it's a great point. There are people with Yankees tickets who uh, who are sweating. Uh, with heavy uh, heavy Yankees tickets who are sweating because they mm. get, they got a lot of attention. Uh, obviously, once New York entered, entered the betting market, they got a lot in North Jersey because Jersey's been involved. But New York uh, betting market has opened uh, this year. This is the first baseball season for it. Okay, Ed, great work, man. We, we appreciate the information. Good season, it's always fun to always some of these scene. around. And yeah. Uh, yeah, check every check out Ed's work and 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 Ed's uh, you know, contributes to a lot of different places. But you can follow him on Twitter as well at Ed Barkowitz. Eddie B, thanks, hey. brother. Derek, I'll give you my address for that barbecue. It's, it's in South Philly, so you can drop it off. We can have, I'll, have, I'll, I'll bring the beers. You bring the barbecue. All right. Uh, and, and, brother, I promise you I will have my people call your people. Yeah. <laughs> I just got to go get some people. That's the yeah, thing. Yeah. And don't hold your breath, Ed. We appreciate oh, come it. Come on, man. All right. Thanks, All right. Ed. All, All right, right, fellas. Good luck you with you. Be Eddie's good, man. Eddie's the best. All right. Let's, uh, let's step aside here. When we come back, we're going to dig into a couple games that we like in the NFL. And – Look at a little, a little college football. Barrett's got yes, a game sir. this weekend. Yeah, and we'll look at the you know the top five. There's a good matchup with Texas A&M and Miami. We'll do some college football. Certainly circle back to the Eagles as well. we got some birthdays in store. All kinds of good stuff for you. Don't go anywhere. We are Sports Take, Jacob Sports YouTube Network, Derek Barrett, Rob. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. It's the number one news at 10 p.m. Action news on PHL 17. Join Shari Williams, Gray Hall, Deuces Rogers, and meteorologist Adam Joseph for all the big stories at a time that's right for you. Action news at 10 p.m. on PHL 17. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say... But as I always say... It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. 
Welcome to Pond Lee Hockey. We've helped over 100,000 injured and disabled workers obtain benefits, as well as some of the biggest settlements in the state. If you've been injured at work, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Go passionately. Go fearlessly. Go confidently. Go first! <clears throat> go confidently towards your goals with First Trust, Philly's hometown bank for nearly 90 years, and the official bank of the Philadelphia Eagles. We're focused on getting you over the goal line. So go with conviction. Go with trust. Go first! And go forward with us by your side. First Trust Bank the official bank of Philadelphia dreams. Oh, and go birds. What's up, everybody? Friday Sports Day, final segment of the program. Derek Gunn, Barrett Brooks, Rob Ellis. All right, so uh, let's let's jump around a little NFL, and then we'll go to the college stuff, guys. I'll tell you one game that I like that I'm I, I've been looking at all week. Really, I like the Saints getting the points at home against the Bucks. Um, this is a it, it's been kryptonite for Brady in New Orleans. He's zero and four straight up as a quarterback in New Orleans. I think yep. they're. They're like 0-6 against the spread last six times there. Like this is – and I think the Saints are an interesting team in that if Jameis Winston continues not to turn the ball over with that defense and Kamara and the receiver weapons, they might just keep gaining confidence. Um, so I'm, I'm liking New Orleans here. That's a game I'm looking at a little bit. I'm good with it, man. That is a good game. No, I really wasn't muted. I just no, wanted to see. I, you I, I thought so. I thought you were kind of playing around a little bit. <laughs> no, but I agree with you. Um, New Orleans is on Tampa Bay. Yeah. Uh, in the regular season. Um, How and is you're that? Right. Whether they have a starting quarterback or not, they still. Yeah. It's weird, yeah. right? It's a weird. It's a weird dynamic for whatever the case may be. It's just one of those things where one team is another team's kryptonite. You know, we see it across the board in sports. And you're right, Rob. It all comes down to the play of Jameis Winston. If he's on point. I, I like the Saints and home in this game. There's no question about it. Yeah. How about you, Barrett? Anything, anything you're looking at here, matchup-wise? I'm actually looking at that the Commanders-Lions game. Okay. Mm. You know, um, this may be – give us an accurate assessment on the division and also um, how good we are or, or not good – Not um, we're not as good as we think we are. Okay. But the Lions, Commanders, you know, seeing where they are, uh, you know, as far as – how good they are. So uh, to me, that's like a, almost like a measuring rod game for the Eagles. Do you think, so you, you would you, if you had to side, you'd side with Washington or you, or, or I would side with, with the Lions. Oh, Lions. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, want, I want the Lions to just down, totally dominate them and, and blow them out. I, um, I was looking at a couple of, now I, don't, I, I generally don't like laying a lot of points here, um, but I don't think I'm buying what the bears are selling. Uh, after winning in, in the in the muck and the rain and all that stuff, right, right, I'm right. kind of liking Green Bay here to to go off, and maybe I'm doing this prematurely, knowing that they don't have you know that receiving core yet. But I'm kind of liking Green Bay a little bit in that game. It's a lot of points to lay. It's ten. Aaron, Ro- Aaron Rodgers, yeah, Aaron yeah. Rodgers ticked off at home Sunday night football, and as he said a couple of years ago, I own the Bears. Aaron Rodgers is going to make sure the Packers are ready to play that game Sunday night. 
mm-hmm. um, because those young receivers don't want to hear him jaw jacking him on the sideline. I mean, he's at a point. Exactly. He's at a boiling point right now. They don't want to be embarrassed on national TV when your quarterback. It's like mom yelling at you in front of your friends. <laughs> yeah. You know, they don't. They don't want that Sunday night. So I, I expect Green Bay to come out. Come out being all points. Plus, to be quite honest with you, Chicago does not have the overall talent that Minnesota does. Right. You know. So I, I see Green Bay covering easily in that game. Yeah. Well, you, look. You back, yeah. That ten. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's easy line. Now, I will say this. Now, one game, I see you guys laughed at me before, but I like uh, San, Seattle at San Francisco. I like Seattle here. You I like it. Seattle in this game. Yeah, you uh, nailed like, Seattle last week. I'm telling you, uh, I, you know, I don't think they're more talented than San Francisco, but whatever Pete Carroll is, is feeding them dudes, keep feeding it to them. That was huge for them to win that game on national TV against the likes of a Denver Broncos team that thought – Everybody on the planet thought they were going to smash Seattle and embarrass Seattle at home, and Russell Wilson was just going to do what he wanted, and such was not the case. Um, I liked him. As long as Trey Lance is quarterback in that team, you know, San Francisco is going to struggle. Now, if Garoppolo comes in, different ball game. But yep. right now, the Niners are committed to Lance, and I understand why. Once you make that commitment, you have to see it through until further notice. And I think Seattle, the way they hit, the way they fly around, you know, Geno Smith, not as bad as we thought he was. I like Seattle on the road in this game. Yeah, that's um, that's they're getting it like eight and a half. It's a lot yeah, of points. It is a lot yeah, of points is. for a San Francisco team that you gotta you gotta find out before you you know really I, I think invest too much there, um, with them. I'll tell you the other one to keep your eye on, and I never thought I'd be saying this, you know, come week two, but just to stay in the NFC East for a minute. I might look at the Giants at home you minus go. two uh, over you the Panthers. Go. You know, Whoa. I mean, they, they got the little formula yeah. with, with pound Saquon and yeah. Snip, you know, feeling good and in a good That's way, feeling feeling good confidence riding that yep. from Tennessee last week a little bit. Eh, might look at that one. What's the line, Rob? Two. So the Giants two. are minus two. That's easy. Yeah, that's that's good money with the Giants. Uh, a game that a game that I'm I'm I'm, I'm almost bullish on. Is uh, I think the Cowboys might beat the Bengals. Oh, Whoa. I didn't put that on my list. With, I have five with, games. With Cooper Rush with yeah. Cooper Rush, Cowboys well, getting the seven at home. Think about this now. Wow, his first start last year against mm-hmm. okay. Minnesota. No, yeah, and what did he do? He threw for three hundred something yards, and he won that game twenty to sixteen. Everybody's like Cooper Rush. <laughs> he went in there and balled out. Damn. So, and you know, all you hear, I mean, obviously you got to say it, but Dallas players. You know, um, C.D. Lamb says Cooper Rush knows his bleep. He will be ready, <laughs> um, whatever that means. So we'll see. We will see. And you're right. You're right, Barrett. I looked at that game. I left it off. It was my number six game of my top five games that I wanted to talk about. You guys talked about three of them, and I said, you know what? That's a game you got to keep close tabs on. Yeah, I'm gonna keep. I'm gonna keep close tabs on it. I I I think this um, the Bengals. They're they're good. I mean, you know, the, the connection between those receivers and their quarterback is, is is magical. But I mean, this kid isn't gonna be able to last too long. That always line just gets beat up, man. And that Michael Parsons might have five sacks by himself. Mm. How you can that line be that bad? They spent all this money to fix it. Yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. But he got beat up. He got hit, he got sacked six times. Yes. Yeah. Well, no, he got sacked five. Somebody else got sacked once. He got wait, <laughs> wait. No, no, wait, 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 wait. Wait, Bur- it Burrow, was, you're right. Burrow yeah. got sacked seven times. I'm sorry, he got sacked seven times. I thought it was six. They're gonna have to figure something out. Either they obviously they got to block it up better, but maybe he's got to get rid of it quicker. I mean, he I may know. not make it through the game with, yeah. with Michael Parsons. He, he won't keep. Le- he won't. Le- I don't know how he got through last year. 
Yeah. I, I, but I you're right, either. Barrett. I, I mean, either. Parsons was one of the few guys who showed up last week against yeah. him. Yep. Yeah, Lawrence is a little pissed off because he's not getting any of the, the, the accolades that uh, Parsons is getting. So I see this is a, this is a makeup yeah. game for him. Yeah. He, he, he might have two by himself. Hmm. But uh, now, that, yeah. Go ahead, Barrett. I'm sorry. I, I just like that. I just like the defense and um, the defensive line and how they're head, how they're gonna play uh, play against you know that offensive line, man. That's that to me. That's a key matchup, and that's gonna determine everything. Now here's I, the here's the game where worlds collide. There could be a lot of combustion. Miami at Baltimore. Yeah, yeah. Probably the game I'm, I might be most excited about, other than the Eagles. Yeah. I, yeah. 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 I can't wait to see these two go at it in Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore still doesn't have a running game. Right now, the strength of Miami's team is their defense. Trying to contain Lamar Jackson, that's going to be a beautiful. I hope it's one of the games we get on Sunday. You know, since the Eagles aren't playing, I hope that's one of the games we get to see. Yeah. Because that's a front row ticket right there to watch these two teams. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I need to see. I'm really interested to see what Tua looks like against this defense too. Yep, uh, you yep. know how how this continues the each, now, each and every week. Didn't they blitz what uh, blitz the Ravens like a thousand times just to show that um the show that uh you know the the uh, Ravens quarterback just couldn't handle it. I mean I think they blitz them. They actually blitz them like l- l- last year. Or two, what are you talking about? Who, who, no, who last year. Oh, last yeah. year. Okay, they blitzed Lamar like almost every single play, man. And, okay. and, and made them, you know, made them feel vulnerable. Mm. So, you know, I can see I can see the Ravens doing the same thing against Tua and making him feel vulnerable, especially mm. with the weapons he has. That's interesting. So this is gonna be this is gonna be this is gonna be a blitz type of affair, right? Blitz here. fest, yeah. Yeah, they they both and and I know Lamar remembers how they blitzed Ooh, him like yeah, that. Peter. So okay. yeah. Okay, interesting. Um Let's jump over here to the college side, Barrett. I know you have the uh, the Temple Rutgers game this this weekend. Yes, we have um, Temple Rus- Rutgers, man. Yeah, at the link, and you know, looking at this, it's it's kind of uh, up top. I'm talking about rankings, AP rankings. Yeah. It is the usual suspects, right? I mean, right. Georgia, even up with all that talent they lost on the defensive side, they're in reload mode. They're number one. Alabama's number two. Ohio State's number three. Marvin Harrison Jr. went nuts last weekend. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Uh, Michigan's four. Clemson's five. Um, you know, that that is the big boys. You know, I'm surprised that USC is, is ranked as high as seven. And yeah, Oklahoma yeah, State is, yeah. is, 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 is number eight. I was surprised with USC, too. I mean, I know they had the an impressive win over Stanford. Was that yep. last week? Whatever. Yep. But yep. I don't think Stanford's any great shakes. I'll tell you the team I really like, and I watched them last week beat florida it's kentucky kentucky's fun to watch and now, I thought Levis, they would make the yeah uh, yeah i thought kentucky would make the top five i think they i, I thought they would bounce uh clemson out of the top five but yeah they're, they're nine home, yeah, yeah they're nine will levis the kid who transferred from penn state yeah. is really good the quarterback yeah really good hey just take it back to the nfl for just a moment i had to look this up the games we get in our region on sunday at one o'clock we get new england and pittsburgh and we also get carolina and the giants and then at four thirty, we get Cincinnati at Dallas. I, I don't mind any of those. Really. So those are the games. Yeah. Those are the games we get. Sorry. So no, I'm I'm, I'm I kind of like I don't know good games. I would I like yeah. to get Baltimore Miami. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. I, I I like those games for yeah. sure. Uh, um, 
so yeah, we were just kind of kicking it around. So Barrett, just your general thoughts here. Is, is it a Georgia year again? Like would, would, it is a Georgia it? year, but a team yeah. that's on the outskirts looking in and, and, and very competitive. Um, they're going into the Big 12 next year. Is BYU man? BYU is a lot better than what people keep uh, yeah. claiming yeah. to be. And I mean, look at that. It's, it's a good game they're playing. They're playing Oregon, Oregon number yes, twenty-five. Yeah. Oregon. Yes. Oregon is a fraud. Oregon is a fraud. <laughs> no, they got smoked by Georgia. Off them. Yeah. And then they turn around and beat Eastern Washington 70 to 14. Now, come yeah. on, man. Seriously. <laughs> really? Tell you the game I want to see is the one coming up tonight Florida State at uh, Florida State at Louisville. I mean, Florida State's mm-hmm. coming off that huge high last week, winning at LSU 24 23. First time they've been 2 0 in years. Are the Seminoles back? Mm. Are they banging? Louisville always gives them problems, so that's going to be a Miami. Good game. Also, man, Miami's yeah. Miami, Miami Texas A&M. Yep. Yeah, Miami Texas A&M is going to be a really good game. Texas yeah. A&M is ticked off. They got embarrassed by Appalachian State at home. They <laughs> but they always get somebody off. though, man. They always do. I know they Appalachian do. State, I mean, they had they had Michigan's number like two years in a row. You don't think Jimbo <laughs> Fisher is going to have that team ready this week? Oh yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Jimbo, Jimbo is going to have ready. Jimbo you know? was making ten mil a year. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, he is getting paid. The uh, the tab for the recruiting visit for Arch Manning, no, for Texas, no, yeah. no. So they landed him, right? I mean, the ultimate. He was the uh, their recruiting class at Texas is ranked number three right now, uh, going into next year. And Arch Manning what? was the no- yeah they're they're that high. Starkeysian's doing a good serious? job recruiting. What? Yeah. So Arch Manning is the grandson of Archie. He's the nephew of Eli and Peyton. He is Cooper's son. Okay, so. He's the number two quarterback prospect in the nation, and he committed to Texas. A lot of people thought he was going to go to Ole Miss or Tennessee, wow. you know, whatever. He didn't. So the Longhorns spent 630000 on two recruiting weekends in June, June 17th through the 19th, which was the official visit by Manning and eight other recruits that featured a five-star, you know, accommodations and all-you-can-eat fare, took him to Top Golf. Stayed in the finest hotel, went to breakfast at, at, at uh, Sarkeesian's house, you know, the whole nine. But the was Manning, there any dating involved? Yeah. Well, I don't know if you call it <laughs> dating, but the Manning visit uh, cost just by itself $280,000. Oh, come on, man. Are you serious? Yeah, $280,000? Yes, sir. How? All everything that added up, flying him in, where they went, you know, the whole nine. It was also his buddy who he plays with, who's a three-star tight end, Will Randall, committed on that same trip. So among the highlights, according to The Athletic, full spread in their rooms at the Four Seasons Austin, a photo shoot at DKR Texas Memorial Stadium, a trip to the driving range at Top Golf, multiple lavish meals, and a breakfast at the home of Sarkeesian. Sounds like there needs to be an investigation. Uh, it, apparently, all this stuff is legal. Um, Jeez. And it's not just Texas. Like, Bruh. Georgia spent $2.7 million in recruiting in 2020. Woo! My yeah. Bruh. I mean, all Kansas State did for me was bought me a $300 a ticket. Um, <laughs> you know, what is it? $300 ticket. Um, my room probably cost six six. What sixty eight dollars and twenty five cent for three days, you know, so combined for three days and a forty ounce. Yeah, and Jeez. and that was it. And they yeah. spent all times that have, money. Times have changed. Well, look, yeah, I guess if you're Texas, and you're saying we got Arch Manning, we landed his boy, who's the tight end, 
and we're number three, I guess you can justify it. Look, they're not doing it if they can't afford it. Yes. Oh, yeah. You just say they ain't tricking. If you got it, they got it. They got their own network. They can afford a lot. Deep pocket alumni. Oh, no Deep pocket alumni. It's that. It's exactly what it is. It's boosters. It's TV deal. Yeah. All those things, man. Uh, to Bri- Brian H. asks, have you guys spoken on the Favre news? Yeah, we've actually yeah, we hit it a bunch of times this week. So, I mean, look, the gist of it is, for people who may not be familiar, uh, he and, uh, what was it, a, a governor uh, and, and another person involved in local politics there, essentially were trying to funnel $5 million to a volleyball court to be built for Southern Miss, which is where Favre went, where his daughter was playing volleyball at the time. And it's all being uncovered now. And there's text messages. Favre has denied it. But he did pay back some of the money. Uh, but it's an ugly, ugly situation, man. And I'm, I said yesterday, he should be up on charges. Yes, absolutely. And, and, yeah, you're and, right. At the end of the day, you look at the mere fact that he could afford to do it himself. That's number one. But right. that's neither here nor there. But they have places in, in you know down there that don't even have drinking water. They have straight mud coming through their, their yeah. you know. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, and yeah, and you're taking money from those folks to build a volleyball stadium? Like, really? I mean, exactly. as as gross as it is for Favre, how about the government officials who are supposed to be helping yes. the people? I mean, yes. think about that. And you wonder how how far do the tentacles go in terms of who's who's involved with this? Yeah, that still hasn't come out yet. There's yep. got to be more elements involved in this. Not just a two party. Uh, scam here. There's got to be way more elements involved. Yeah, Gunner, I'm with you, man. There's no doubt. There's, yeah. there's, there's, there's more. I, I mean, we're just probably getting, getting the headliner people. You know what I mean, right exactly. now. Exactly. But yeah, there's some underlings that are definitely connected to this. Hey, thing, hey, right? hey, Rob. I got a game. I'm, I'm surprised you to mention. I got a game for you that falls into the category of proceed with caution. Oh, okay. Number 22, Penn State at Auburn. Now Auburn's only beaten. Now Auburn's not even ranked this year. I'm shocked. First right. of all. Yeah, but they've only beaten Mercer and San Jose State, but they're playing this one at Auburn and Penn State. They look okay, but uh, you know, I'm not still. That's going to be a good game to watch. Yeah, I, I I'm not so like I really I, I the Purdue game. I, I give Penn State credit. That was a good road win. Yeah, I don't know what to make of last week. They played mm-hmm. last week. Somebody, mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Um, but w- I'll tell you, they played Ohio one forty six to ten. The thing that sticks out to me about Penn State more than anything else is the kid who's backing up Sean Clifford. Sean Clifford's in his sixth year yep. playing at Penn State. Yep. The kid Drew Alar, A-L-L-A-R, is a 6'5", 240-pound freshman who can rip it. He can rip it, and he's an athlete. I think he's the best quarterback on the roster. We'll see how it pl- how it Ooh. goes as time progresses. Yeah, but it's about six year. He's a leader and married. You yeah. know, all the, everybody went to his wedding. The old line went to his wedding and all that yeah, stuff. Okay. You know, it's like it's like one of those deals that he deserves it because he's a six year senior and he yeah, stuck okay. around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I agree with you, Derek. That playing in that'll be a hostile atmosphere down there. No in, question know, about Auburn, it. Yeah, for sure. That is a beware beware kind of game. Um, all right, let's do some birthdays. We got pretty Boom. good ones today. Pretty birthdays good ones. Birthdays was Birthday. the worst days. Let's see who we got here. All right, Rob. Yes. Drum roll, please. <laughs> All right, man. Go through your list. Let's All see right. what you got. Mickey Rourke, the actor who does not yeah. resemble what he used to look like back in the day. With the, like nothing what did, like him. What, what did he do to up? his face, man? I don't know. You're better off growing old. It's it, it's a better look. <laughs> oh, it's my a better goodness. look. They're looking like a cat. 
or something. I don't know. I don't know. What is that? <laughs> You're better off aging, man. I'm telling yeah, you. He almost looks like a lion, man. He does look like a lion. Yeah. From the Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Yeah. He's 70. Oh, um, my goodness. Jeez. Yeah. Mickey, Mickey, I don't know, man. Mickey got some bad advice. Uh, David Copperfield, the mag- magician, is 66 yep. years wow. old. I saw him perform once live at the San Diego State U- University Amphitheater a long time ago. What an incredible performance it was back then. Wow. Yeah. Is One he of still, my favorites. Does he still do that? Does he still practice it? I Probably at weddings and bar mitzvahs, and that's yeah. about it. You know. Uh, Richard Marks, the singer, is 59 years old. Mm. Uh, Molly Shannon, who was on Saturday Night Live, is 58 years old. Speaking of SNL, Amy Poehler, who I think is hilarious. She is funny. Uh, is 51 today. Uh, is Amy Poehler? I got Flo Rida at oh, forty-three. Yeah. He is forty-three Flo years Rida. young. Nick Jonas is thirty. Yep. Uh, the great BB King uh, was born on this day in nineteen twenty-five. The you. thrill is gone away. Damn, there you go. That was good. You like that? That was really good. Oh, okay. So over the weekend, my wife and I attempted to watch the Elvis movie. Okay, you attempted. Why is it attempted? I agree with Rob. Go ahead, Rob. It was hot garbage. What? That movie yes. stunk. Yes. It stunk. I couldn't. We didn't even finish it. It was that bad. It's my, my wife and daughters were watching it. I walked in the room last week. I said, what are you guys watching? They said, the Elvis movie. I said, let me see this because I've, I've scanned it so many times on demand and stuff like that. Now, and I said, I watched three minutes, Rob. I said, this sucks and walked it, out the room. It was terrible. Yes. It wasn't just a bio. They tried to sort of make it a musical and try to get, I don't know what they were trying to do. Yeah. yeah. It was really poorly done uh, anyway, but BB King is in it and, and he and Elvis were, were friendly and that's, that's what sparked the, the memory of it. So I wasn't trying to be random there. It just kind of popped up in my head. Um, so anyway, BB King uh, was born in 1925. Peter Falk who played Columbo yep. was born in 1927. Uh, Mark Anthony, one of uh, JLo's, Many husbands. Twenty-five husbands. Yeah, is uh, is fifty-four today. <laughs> <laughs> the latest is Ben Affleck. He, it's not his birthday, but he is the latest husband. Affleck, uh, Affleck. Yes. Yeah, good luck, Ben. Um, so that's all I got. You got any other birthdays? I got a couple good on this dates. For Let's you. see here. You forgot the one and only the great Lauren Bacall. Lauren Bacall. Lauren yes. Bacall and Jennifer Tilly. Jennifer Tilly. She's you also a great Jennifer poker Tilly. player. Yeah, Jennifer Tilly. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Legit so those are the two I had on my list that you didn't. So that's uh, I like it. Kyla Pratt, she's on um she's on all those um those kids movies. Okay, Kyla Pratt. Mm, okay. Um, who else? Uh, we see uh, Aaron Gordon. Oh, the NBA player. Yeah, he turns twenty six. He's uh, he's been around a Hopefully. while. Yeah, oh, wow. <laughs> he's been around a while, and he he's still young. Yeah, but, I mean these guys come in usually after one year of college, so they're like nineteen when they get in. So it's right, yeah, right, right. It right. makes sense. Um, ninth, all right, this date, 1979, one of my all-time favorite songs, Rapper's Delight by the Sugar Hill Gang. Oh, <laughs> oh. now what you hear is not a uh, test. Yes. I'm just rapping to the beat. Yes. And me, the crew, and my friends are going to try to move your feet. Mm-hmm. I can do that whole song, man. It is. Uh-huh. It's a goat it song. Did you get you. Nick Jonas? Oh, yeah, you yes. got Nick Jonas. Yeah, we got You know, it's funny, but, you know, when you talk about songs like seven, eight, nine minutes, you say, okay, enough is enough. This song goes like 15 minutes, 13 to 15 minutes, 
I love it from start to finish. I yep. still listen to it every time I'm outside working in the yard and working in my yep. garage. It's one of my go-to songs. And the beat gets sampled all the time. Oh my goodness. It was one of the original rap songs. I mean, it was those guys go back and look at the video of those guys. They do like uh like American bandstand or, or soul train. <laughs> the outfits are <laughs> phenomenal, man. Dude. Phenomenal. Um, so that's a good one. All right. I, I, another one on this date, 1984, was the debut of Miami Vice. Huge. and Tubbs. Yeah, yeah baby. And Tubbs. Yep. Yeah. Now, who were the original Miami Vice? Crockett and Tubbs, right? Uh, no, no, no. Who were the actors? Philip Michael Thomas or something like that. Oh, uh, Don Johnson. Yep. Don Johnson. Philip Michael uh, Thomas. Philip right? Michael, Thomas. Philip yep. Michael yep. Thomas. Yeah. That's it. Yep. And, um, oh, God. What's the guy who played their, their, uh, their sergeant or whatever he was? Um, Edward James almost. Okay. Oh, he, he yeah. Was, he yeah. he yeah. was great in uh, Stand and Deliver. You ever see that movie? He's American. Um, American. Um, something. Was it? He he was in jail. I forget. I, I, oh, I didn't see that one. Yeah. yeah. He, he's a good actor. That guy. Yeah, man. he is. Yeah, he is. But okay, that so, show, that show broke a ton of stars. Yeah, like yes, a, people who were just starting out in their career, because that was the hip show to be on, man, in, in the eighties. Okay, so which did you like better, the original series or the remake with uh, Colin Farrell and uh, who was it? Uh, was it Jamie? Not Jamie. Jonah Jamie Hill, Fox. No. Jamie, Jamie Fox. Fox. Yeah. Jamie Fox. So Jamie which Fox. one did I'm you like better? I'm thinking 21 Jump Street was Jonah okay. Hill and uh, Channing Tatum. So um, which, of course, which the old like school. Better? The old now, school. I like the remake better. Uh, you, uh, well, you know, I like the, the beginning. I like uh, I like uh, when when they play uh, when they coming in you know with with uh, off the boats you know that John Hammer right, right. John Hammer's theme song yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then you got then you got you know you got booyah, 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 booyah. Yes. I mean, that, to me that was like yeah. the the hypers of the show and then after yeah. that it was yeah. just okay yeah it was okay he had the alligator as a pet on his boat yeah. right exactly yeah. <laughs> man Don you guys Johnson. go deep in this movie history stuff oh, no that was that was it that's all i got on that all Can right I so get an encore you remember encores on the, uh on the new one oh yeah in. yes yeah that's yep. right oh there's a couple of famous um you know shows that came out during this time too a lot of them yeah like oh, during that time period well that was um that was when like nbc was really thriving cosby show i think debuted that same year uh, they look, had, uh, today, Punky Brewster. Did that debut I, I, today? I never watched yep. that show. I never watched it. Oh my god, Frazier. Yeah. Oh, I Frazier. love Frazier. One, one of my all time favorites. One of the all time spinoffs ever. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yes. I, love that show. I still watch the reruns when they're on, right? Right. Oh, Kelsey, that, that Kelsey Grammer's brilliant, man. That guy yeah, is yeah. a funny dude, man. His brother was a perfect compliment. He was in perfect. Film. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and they had the grumpy father who was just totally different than them. Yep, yep, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they were, he was like a, a working the man. Former yeah, cop. He, yeah. yeah, and they were like, you know, pretentious. And then hold on, the, the one that crossed all barriers as far as, you know, Webster. Oh, Webster. Webster. Alex yep. Karras was wow. his, uh, the, the dad, right? Yep, 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 yep. He was he's a good actor line. too. All right. Well, we're done. Uh, that'll do it for us. Oh, don't forget. Handy Manny. Who? Handy Manny. Cartoon for kids. Man. I haven't oh, watched that with my kids yet. Hey, don't forget, everybody, check out Gun on One. Brandon Graham's my guest this week. You're going to love it. The numbers are blowing up. Please check Read out Gun DGZ. on One. 
You can see it right here in the Jacob Sports Media Network or get it on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. All right. That's a shameless it. promotion right there. Good it work was out of you, guys. Uh, we'll, hey, we're going to preview this up, bad boy on Monday for you. We'll get you all kinds of set for the Eagles and the Vikings. So, everybody, have a great weekend. Thanks for watching. Yeah, Thanks for buddy. streaming. Thanks for listening. Thanks in the chat room. Xander, great I'm job. Going to get something to eat. Yeah, stay tuned. <laughs> we have the National Football I'm Show hungry. Hungry, with man. Dan Cilio. Everybody, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you soon. Peace out. Go to get your game on. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the stakes and the stakes. Go to get your parlay on. Go to get your party on. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. Visit theoceanac.com to plan your visit. Philadelphia fans were cut from a different cloth. Born into a brotherhood and bonded to our team for life. We believe anything is possible because we've witnessed the impossible. While we may be from different neighborhoods, come Sunday, we are one and we will be heard. Pondley Hockey, official partner of the Philadelphia Eagles. It's the number one news at 10 p.m. Action news on PHL 17. Join Shari Williams, Gray Hall, Deuces Rogers, and meteorologist Adam Joseph for all the big stories at a time that's right for you. Action news at 10 p.m. on PHL 17. I get scared sometimes. Of a lot of things. Joining in. Decisions. The dark. The dark. But I once heard someone say... But as I always say... It's okay to be afraid. As long as you face the fear. And keep moving forward. Wherever you are in life, count on the name trusted in insurance for over 80 years. Independence Blue Cross. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets and so much more download the app in virginia today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at betmgm betmgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly see betmgm.com for terms 21 plus only virginia only new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days please gamble responsibly gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER promotional offer not available in washington dc say goodbye to your credit card rewards greedy corporate mega stores led by walmart and target are pushing for a law in congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets the durbin marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.